This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> Choice. I could put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a real chance at this. Hi there, how are you doing? I am wonderful. <laughs> I am so sorry, that flight is canceled. No, no, no. Customer incident at the other end. What? So when is the next flight? Yeah, they're all kind of full. I booked this weeks ago. It's my best friend's wedding. I'm sorry. I have to get there. I have to. Okay, let's see what we can do. Oh, thank you. I see there's one standby seat on another plane leaving tonight. Oh, okay. uh, that's reserved for members of our prime flight program. You got to be a 4.2 or over to qualify. Oh, I'm I'm a 4.2. Mm -mm. I'm afraid you're actually a 4.183. Oh. Well, that's not my fault. Um, some woman dinged me down in the cab driver. Can't you just... I'm sorry, it won't let me book it without the correct ranking. But it's so close. There's just nothing I can do. Christ, I mean, surely. I'm gonna have to ask you to moderate your language then. Sorry, it's just... I'm maid of honor. I cannot miss this wedding. And I am so sorry about that. Can you call the supervisor? I cannot do that. Can you just call the supervisor? I cannot do that. Call the fucking supervisor. Okay, that's profanity. We're zero tolerance on profanity. I'm sorry, it's just... Yeah, I have to serve the next customer. No, 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 no. Step no, no, away, no, no. ma'am. God, just fucking help me! I'm so sorry. I've called security. Oh, oh, no, 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 please don't do that. Um, I'm... I'm a five-starring you. Five-stars. What's the issue here, Hannah? Intimidation and profanity. Oh, no, no, no. I was not intimidating. Don't speak, ma'am. I was just trying ma to... Okay. So, in order to restore calm, I'm invoking my authority as airport security to dock you one full ranking point as a punitive measure. This is a temporary measure. No! The score reverts to normal in 24 hours. No, 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 but I need it now! Period, all down votes are subject to a times two multiplier. Times two? We recommend you avoid negative feedback at this time. I'm on double damage. Please, remove yourself from the airport immediately. Welcome to episode 70 of Behind the Schemes, the only show guaranteed to give you a full 3.3 point reduction in your social credit system. And this is Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. Woo! 
<laughs> yes. Finally, the Black Knight. And reporting to you all the way from the dark shores of Lake Erie up here uh, in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. This is Lavish. And coming to you from the land of Mayo Clinic and chilly Minnesota this is Quirkass. Ah, ye old Mayo. And joining us tonight... We have two of my all-time favorite podcasters. They're one-third of the reason why I started all this shit. And uh, this is Graham and Darren from the Grimerica podcast. Thanks for having us, guys. Hello. Uh, Hello. Uh, yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. This is uh, Grimerica, Tinfoil Hat, Higher Side Chats, like 2016, 2017. It was the primo time to get in, uh, just find these shows, to get into them, to watch all of these other productions just splinter. Uh, I maybe I've often wondered if No Agenda didn't come from Grimerica. I'm not 100% sure. I, I can never quite trace down that lineage. But uh, if you're unfamiliar with Grimerica, what are you doing? It's an interview-based podcast. They got two shows, Grimerica, Grimerica Outlawed, which I will gladly shield for for any reason on this podcast because I subscribe and you should too. Thanks. Those were the good old days, 2016, 2017, before all the censorship kind of kicked in. Uh, do you remember how far in the uh, show numbers y'all were when you, uh, I guess around that 2016, 2017 era? Well, we didn't really get censored too much until, what do you think, Darren, like 2020, probably 2019? I guess it yeah. might have been 2018, 2019, maybe, with maybe doing vaccine stuff with Dell Bigtree, before vaccines were really cool to talk about. <laughs> the hottest, hottest topic. <laughs> mm, vaccine's so cool now. Actually, now that Vax I... Vax tracks. I, I, I want to say... Uh, Grimerica is probably one of the first shows that really caught my attention in speaking out against vaccines. And, uh, you know, I was never really hardline one way or the other uh, before that period. I just I, I remember thinking at the time, like, wow, you know, these guys are going all in on it. And uh, I, I <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly proved to be something that's all encompassing and just over consuming. And they got to get it in you. They just they just need to jab you up now and just stick it right in the arm. It's only going to be a, a, a lot painful. Darren and I it's were talking the other day about uh, how when we first approached the vaccine topic, I, th I think it must have been earlier than even the Dell Bigtree one. I think we maybe was it Rappaport, Darren, when we first kind of approached it? Yeah, probably and, John Rappaport. Yeah, and, and it was kind of scary at the time. We're like, oh, man, we're going, like, we're touching this. Because like, most of the stuff up until then was probably, you know, it was pretty crazy conspiracy or UFOs or spirituality kind of things. Paranormal. We weren't really getting into, like, you know, yeah, paranormal stuff. We weren't really getting into, like, you know, those sort of third rail topics that might get you, you know, a lot of hate, you know. And uh, now, and then, and then after that, of course, what's that? Except Karen Hudez. I mean, she was talking about pedophile elites. And yeah, like that's right. 15, and we were yeah. like, it was too much for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were like, kid, the kids, no way. It was just it was just too over the top. And then look what happened. 
Yeah, I, I definitely remember falling down that uh, Epstein rabbit hole the first time and uh, just consuming a lot of Jay Dyer in tandem with it. And, and like, uh, for me, what, what really sucked me into the uh, conspiracy commons, I guess, because we don't like to use the term conspiracy theorist here. We kind of take after Mo facts uh, rather than being a conspiracy analyzer. We think of ourselves as conspiracy hypothesizers curiositors you know anything but a theorist because none of this is law but uh yeah just that uh the the whole kid angle like it it definitely pushes you really hard and really fast and then all of a sudden you're just seeing these uh recurrent themes and symbols in so many movies and uh the one that i've often talked about is uh is the uh, just the the rainbow symbology in, in movies like Eyes Wide Shut and uh, Jim Henson's <laughs> Rainbow Connection of all things? Um, it's a it's not a healthy place to hang out <laughs> all the time. No, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. What's is, Jim, is he the Muppet guy? Jim Henson, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, yeah. Why was and there a creator- bunch of Jim Henson stuff in our chats today, Darren? I don't know. I don't pay attention. There was a whole bunch of people going over the Jim Henson stuff in our chats today. Oh, you know why? Because Big Bird went and got his... Fraggle Rock? Who did Fraggle Rock? That's a Henson production as well. Yes. I remember being scared of Fraggle Rock when I was a kid. Oh, really? (laughs) It was a little dark. A little little freaky. (laughs) I remember my mom wouldn't let me watch the scary part of Gremlins, and I was like, come on, Mom. (laughs) Then she let me watch that shit, and I was scared. I made her throw it on my gremlin toys. I screwed up, Mom. Yeah, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> well, actually, one of his finest uh, works, which I consider his finest, really terrified a lot of kids, and I'm crazy for the Dark Crystal, and that was a major Jim Henson production, but that terrified a lot of children, too. So some of his stuff was, you know, scary and dark, so I loved it, though. What the hell are those guys doing making those, those kinds of movies? Kids' movies, for God's sake. Because it delved into different sides of fantasy and imagination. I'll, t- I'll tell you what was hot and sexy. Was uh, David Bowie's pants in Labyrinth. <laughs> that cod piece. Yeah. The Goblin King. For many, an awakening for many across the world. He's the uh, Goblin King. You cannot, uh, you can't limit him. No. No, no, no. <laughs> But uh, I, I guess I would assume that the reason so much Muppet stuff was showing up in your chats is, uh, I don't know if you've heard the news, but Big Bird went and got his vaccination. Oh, um, no. So I, I, think it was uh-huh. a, I think it was a Pfizer oh, shot. I, did. I just did see that right before I came on here. Someone sent me something about Big Bird getting his shot. Yeah, and I think like, Sanjay Gupta interviewed him, maybe. I don't know, something stupid. Yeah, CNN had Sesame Street on or something. I mean, It's just it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable, man. Indoctrinate those kids. I have questions yeah. for Big Bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know what's under that thing. Is exactly. Out? Where did you <laughs> inject the bird? He or she. Maybe it's neither. Yeah. I guess that's okay. But when I was a kid, it, could, it couldn't be neither. It had to be one of the two. Maybe it didn't, but... It seemed like it did back in the 80s. Mm. M is for myocarditis. Yeah, did you see that oh, meme? No. Did, did you see that meme where the lady is talking to Big Bird and yeah. he says, Big Bird says, myocard what? 
<laughs> my oh vax card. My oh my. Not the vax card. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Here's a, please. We have exclusive audio of uh, of the man behind Big Bird in the uh, in the meeting, letting him know that he was going to have to take the shot. Do I have any choice in this? New. No. So it's a really, really mm-hmm. great time all around for the cast of Sesame Street. <laughs> um, let's see. We do have a tarot card drawn for tonight. Uh, we should go ahead and knock that out of the park. Uh, for tonight, from the Lion Strider deck, we drew the Queen of Pentacles reversed. And here's Ooh. here's a brief description of the card yeah. overhaul. Overall. A dark, powerful woman, a queen of fertility, sits enthroned amidst the symbols of plenty. A bower of roses is above her. A cupid and ripe fruit decorate the back of her throne, and the head of a goat forms part of its arm. The scene is in the midst of green, fertile fields. The rabbit of fertility rests in the grass at her feet. She is the queen of the thrones of earth. Uh, in the interpretation, an intelligent and thoughtful woman who can create in numerous ways in business as well as with children and gardens. She uses her talents well, is rich and charitable, and at times is melancholy and moody. And for her, the reversed meaning, we have too much dependence on others, duties neglected, fear of failure, a mistrustful and suspicious nature, not much creative, in, uh, not much creative ability, and changeable. Put look back. Um, so yeah, that was our card. Uh, you know, I always like to think of the, uh, the suit cards, whether it be your, uh, oh my God, (laughs) page, knight, king, and queen, sort of being people represented in the physical. Um, I do have a message from the link that we usually read from. Uh, the nature of the Queen of Pentacles line strider is a combination of the positive energies of the earth element of the pinnacle suit with the introverted quality of the queen. If you visit the Queen of Pentacles house, the first thing she will say uh, will be, come in, nice to meet you, have a cup of hot tea. No one else is as considerate and caring as the Queen of Pentacles. Her greatest desire is to take care of others, to make sure they are happy and safe, and her house is always filled with children, pets, plants, and hosp- uh, hospitable friends. She has a warm and generous heart towards everyone and everything. She always solves everyday problems in a reasonable and very practical way. Sounds like a keeper. <laughs> She's the gal for me, the queen of pentacles, yeah, which is the coin. The pentacle is the coin. So it's, it's like the king, uh, the queen of uh, gold and prosperity. The queen of way. the purse. Yeah, yeah. She's a beguiling dame. Mm-hmm. Even reversed, it's still... Gives a lot mm-hmm. of good, uh, prosperous tidings. It's just her in her darker modes, essentially. Right. The more melancholy mm-hmm. state. Like mm-hmm. when she's PMSing. <laughs> the earth is bleeding! Not quite. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. Uh, Much darker. And if you would like to check out that tarot card, it is featured in our show notes, which you can go to zososcorner.substack.com. You can click the subscribe button there, and our show notes every week will get emailed out to you. It's got uh, tonight's show arts. Uh, It's got the tarot card, as mentioned. It's a beautiful card. I mean, this woman just looks totally... um, The first word that that came to mind was inviting, she has a very mm-hmm. inviting features. Oh. 
And she it's seems to be, beguiling. it's hard to tell upside down. I think she's holding a rabbit, which would kind of correlate with the rest mm. of the descriptions that we heard. Again, it's a watercolor deck. It's a, it's very, very beautiful. I, I really like this deck and I like this website that's got all of their cards posted. So it makes perfect sense. I mean, Darren mentioned the PMS thing. What came to mind for me is maybe the earth is bleeding a little bit from all the shedding of all these jabs. I mean, if, you know, if women all over are bleeding, then maybe the earth is too. Yeah, man. Okay. So I did kind no, of. I didn't want to go there. I just, it was just one little thing. <laughs> no, I think, I think that really resonates, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Especially well, with everything that's happened and just the way that we, um, the way that we destroy and rape the earth and <laughs> the way that we always have. It will recuperate and heal, but, you know, it's a reasonable conclusion. I think the there's just something about that that the just the the experience specifically women have been having with these shots uh we we don't have to get into it if we don't want to but I did kind of follow that trail for a little bit I did uh check out a it was a show that No Agenda had featured I think it was called Rogue Ways and she really went through all the threads and it's just like Man, if this is not a fucking wake-up call, like, I, I don't know what is. I mean, mm. I, it's just, it, that's such an easy well, easy way to tell the state of your health. And if it's, you know, if, if it's just shedding in hardcore, in such a hardcore fashion as what's being told, like, holy fuck. <laughs> this is not yeah, good. Yeah, it's happened to a couple of people I know, so... Fuck. Pretty, and, pretty bad, yeah. And just the idea that, like, it, it's, uh, you know, even being in the same vicinity as someone and, and having that reaction transfer to you, like, I mean, it hits all the hallmarks of being a physical psychic attack. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gross. Um, what's not gross, though, is our producers for tonight. We did have a couple of people come through. And uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank Servo for hanging out he did something extra cool for me today i had a piece of uh art that i wanted to submit to obdm for some of their merch and he helped me vectorize it which is amazing he also keeps our bots in the chats uh hashtag green room irc or zero node.irc.net and uh, you can also go to our website badradio.live chat room link is featured there but a bot a gal is a bot that will draw tarot cards she'll roll dice you can ask her basic questions she'll read your links out to you she's she's the hottest bot in the new agenda or the in nation uh, that's right thank you. she is the hottest bot. yeah thanks thank servo. you servo thanks let's see if she'll let you me man. date her yet <laughs> nope she won't let me date nope. her <laughs> keep trying keep trying buddy <laughs> But uh, we, we also had a couple of other folks come through. Turbo Faggot sent in a clip of Robin Williams, which will be featured yes. in, uh, oh, in Intermission. Wait. It's a good one. Uh, oh, I love Robin Williams so much. We also had uh, <laughs> Fletcher snuck this one in uh, at the last second. He sent in, what did he say? Oh, he sent in this one here. Wow, hello, Pickleball, how you doing? So we got that now. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, and last but not least, Tom Starkweather <laughs> sent in his first donation, making him a first or yeah, an official freak of hazard. Actually, he uh, sent in twenty dollars, uh, which I commented as mighty righteous. Ooh. So, really appreciate Thanks, that. Melodious owls in the chat. Have you Thank seen you it? So much. 
Yeah, give him a high five. Give him a virtual IRC high five. Nice. And yeah, then, well, an artist, he's, he's submitted some great art, and he's submitted all kinds of good stuff. And, uh, uh, we uh, we also have his um, his RSS feed for all of his No Agenda into Show mixes featured in the show notes under his name, as well as his Substack, where he documents living in New York uh, amidst the pandemic. And uh, he, he was kind of on the same... <laughs> we were mind-melding before we even knew each other. Because uh, I, too, was taking a picture of every mask that I had found on the ground for probably six months solid. Uh, I'd only caught a couple hundred photos until I'd given up, sadly. So, but he's got a whole Substack article about it. Uh, check it out. Both of those links are there. I think that's, uh, do we get everything? Anyone? <laughs> I don't know. Do we? I think so. <laughs> Chat room. Uh... Chat room, tarot, uh, don't, oh, if you want to help produce this show, we are a value for value production. So that means we take no corporate money, no advertisements, no, none of that. Uh, instead, maybe head over to newpodcastingapps.com. Check out one of those show, uh, one of those new apps that, uh, you can stream Satoshi's to, uh, we're noted up. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're in the realm, uh, still learning a lot, still got a long ways to go, but, uh, in the meantime, like we said, head over to our website. Uh, we'll take anything. We'll play literally anything on the air. So <laughs> send it our way. Uh, artwork as, as well or monetary donation. All of it is greatly appreciated. Boost me, bitch. Boost me. Oh, yes. Boost me. Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. <laughs> told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612-263-SEXY. 612-263-SXXY. That's 612-263-7999. Gotta have those sexy numbers in there. <laughs> She's right on that. Damn straight. Yes, we have a uh, we have a voicemail line, scream out line, uh, call in and scream. Uh, maybe you got a question for Graham or Darren. Uh, well, again, you know, it's an open line. Tell us what you got. Uh, how about how about we listen to this first one, which is a uh, which is thirty three seconds on the dot. <laughs> Perfect. Hello, this is Mister Movie Phone. <laughs> You have reached the recording limit in your voicemail box and may no longer accept new callers. No further movies, maybe. Ah, damn it. I haven't listened to Mr. Movie Phone in so long I forgot what it did. You call in and get the movie time. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to prank call you another time. From California, this is Mr. Ringo, and we'll talk to you guys later. Much love. Bye. Noise. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Ringo. That was fantastic. Movie phoned. It's not every day you get movie phoned, okay? So I, I, I have, appreciate that. I haven't thought about that or heard it in ages. God, I I've used the movie phone. When the bus would pick you up. Really? Movie bus? No, maybe you still can. I mean, I haven't taken the bus in a long time. I'm lucky like that. But I remember there'd be a number you call and then you'd enter like. The route number and the stop number, and it'd be like the next bus is in 32 minutes. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. The bus line, yes. Interesting. Now it's probably all like an application or digitized. or. Oh, definitely. It's a shitty website. No, you know, that's all it is. Everything's a shitty website now, or an app. <laughs> Speaking of third shots, I can go get my booster now, I just see. Nice. Oh. In, in Alberta or? or uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm an Indian, a man. Oh, the, oh, even, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. People you, over 70 and Indians. They're really trying to get rid of you guys, eh? I guess. Quicker the better? Sooner the yeah, better. Yeah, what else is new? Yeah, same old since 1850, so, you know. What do you say? Booster number three being a charm or not? Third time's a charm? Uh, <laughs> we'll get it right this time. <laughs> It'll start working now. <laughs> it one. Maybe it's the lucky number three. I don't know anyone who's got three yet, so I'll I'll have to see how that goes for. Do they always jab you in the same place? I think so. Uh, I'm not sure. It's like kicking you in the nuts three times. All right, here's your third time. Okay. Is it where? Is that in the shoulder or the arm, or where have you received those? Uh, I haven't received. Well, I don't like to talk about that kind of stuff. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. But Understood. Mhm. Yes, indeed. Okay. My uh, <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I not start start wearing the masks though. So mm. I conceded on the mask once they started going crazy on vaccines. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like if you do both, you'll get fucking beat in the street. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, there's no, there's too many people that are going along with the the plans here in Canada. So we're fighting more against the people in the government at this point. We see a lot of the same thing here, um, maybe nowhere near to the extent that Canada is going through, but just in this town uh, of Rochester, Minnesota, because it's Mayo Clinic, and so they're very medical establishment dominant and focused. So it's it's just as uh, prominent here. People wearing masks outside in their cars everywhere, everywhere. Corcus, did you try just trusting the science? Come on. Come on, man. Oh, I'm sorry. The science? <laughs> yes, Trust science. <laughs> Spread that mayo. Yeah, mayo science is not real. So, <laughs> not not regarding not regarding vaccines. I don't I don't think you were here for this. I don't but trust it. Shortly after I trust I, it. I had talked to someone that retired from the Mayo Clinic cuz you know, that's only like an hour and a half drive mm-hmm. down to that area. Uh, yeah. she, she had said that one of the reasons that she went into early retirement is that the uh, board executives were wanting to push Mayo Clinic into becoming uh, more of a destination trip mm-hmm. rather than That's it being a, a um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for you know like a place where you go to get healed or something I don't know right less less about um, patient goals than leisure so. <laughs> And that that's ridiculous. I mean, especially six months out of the year here is really not fit for humans. <laughs> I say nay. A big fat nay on that. <laughs> for your health, stay away. <laughs> I, I refer to many of the natives here, Minnesota natives, as uh, human heady, human yeti hybrids. Because <laughs> zero degrees, sub-zero is nothing to them. They'll be around it. They'll be out there in flip-flops and tank tops and 
no scarf, no winter gear, and they look at you, if you're wearing a jacket in 40-degree weather, they look at you like you're the problem. There's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and they're right. Yeah. You see some Actually, it looks pretty... like you guys are going to be in the same boat as us right away with the uh, vaccine mandate to get on an airplane. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Well, I know that they did. See, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the only way, <laughs> the only way they can force anybody's hands is just make all the businesses do it. Uh, which, you know, that's that's no new revelation. We're not adding th- anything to the argument by stating that. But, uh, you know, my uh, my previous job, I was a roadie for uh, various tours and stuff, and that's all we would do is is fly every week and. Um, Sometimes bus, but that's it. Really, just depends on what show, and like you know, that's totally you know. Even if uh, even if the shows weren't making you get your jab, it was gonna be the airlines eventually, and it's just no, <laughs> new. How about new? <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to tell anybody, but I want to tell them. Yeah, so you know, I went to go get. Uh, my Johnson first, and I, you know, I had a little bit of buyer's remorse. I'm starting to read all these studies. The efficacy isn't as high as Moderna and Pfizer, so I, I got to thinking, like, they're already talking about the boosters. Maybe I just, like, go get my Pfizer booster, and then, oh, shit, well, you know, I have to have both of the mRNA shots to be considered fully vaccinated, so... Let me go get my second five. Oh shit! They're out of Pfizer. All they got's Moderna. Oh well, guess I'm gonna have to go with the with the hat trick or something. All three just maybe they could just oh, I'm sh- gaff all three of them together and just go for the trifecta at once and slam it all in. I think that's the idea because interchangeable they are not. So they want us to believe that they're interchangeable and that there's no real discernible differences as far as efficacy, but that's bullshit. If you really do any research on it and listen to the professionals out there, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away. Tis but a scratch. <laughs> you do that. Walk away without your face diaper. <laughs> Just a flesh wound. <laughs> Just a flesh wound, really. Oh uh, well, well, I guess while we're on this topic, I did have a story pulled. I'd like to run by uh, Graham and Darren for tonight. Sure. Uh, uh, there is a new patent proposed. Uh, what was the number of it? I think I uh, patent number eleven million one hundred and seven hundred thousand five hundred eighty eight B two. It's a U.S. patent. And this patent proposes digital surveillance to vaccinate people based on social credit style scores. So a new tech patent has been filed that aims to surveil people via their digital activity, giving them a score that defines the potential level of super spreading activity of each individual and then vaccinate people based on this score. So they'll have all the telescreens going. I'll have you uh, triangulated. To see, you know, are you in a big crowd? Are you in a smaller crowd? How's the ventilation of the building? Because they'll have the green pass on all the fucking buildings. And everything's going to be on a smart meter, so everything's tied into the internet. And uh, it it sounds like uh, once they gather all of this data from 
mobile devices, apps, social media, web browsing records, payment records, medical records, employment records, the government, and surveillance cameras, <clears throat> they will uh, create a uh, 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 vaccine schedule for you. <laughs> <laughs> Custom one? Yeah, I think I think that's the idea because uh, you know it, it's sort of tailoring into where are the locations that, that you're going to. Like, are you constantly you know at these super massive sold out crowds uh, without a vaccination? Well, you're probably going to need one now um, versus maybe something a little more rural. Uh, I have another quote here. It also suggests collecting highly specific personal information via these sources, such as precise location data, the length of time people spend at the locations they visit, the ventilation rate of the places they visit, images of people looking at the screens of their mobile phone, sounds from the microphones and personal devices, and facial recognition data. You know, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I got this idea. All right. I mean, I think it's really going to come to a head here because, it, you know, you guys are, are the holdouts in, in America. And I, I feel like there's going to have to be a civil war before it gets to that. And not civil war in like in nations, but some kind of conflict. It's got to come to a head here before it gets to that point of, of full blown, you know technocratic control like that. I mean, unless they sneak up on us like they have been, I mean, maybe they'll sneak up on us and it'll get to that. But I mean, I think, I think in the next few months, we're really going to see things come to a head. Like, and, and it's either going to fall apart or it's going to increase in <clears throat> severity real quick here. Or we'll actually get force. We'll actually yeah, get driven yeah, to the that's, point that, where... That's the increase in severity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's, I mean, I don't see any other real options coming up. They're not giving up. And there's a lot of people that are just not going to give in. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Um, you know, I, I really try to just for mental health not dwell in, uh, in that mindset. I don't disagree realistically. Um, and, you know, we've, we had someone on the show uh, previously that I've known for a long time. He was a, uh, uh, he was in Desert Storm, uh, Airborne, Ranger, Special Forces, the whole nine yards. And, uh, you know, the, this conversation about Civil War definitely came up. And uh, he, he had been involved in a, in a two. I know one was for sure the Kuwait Civil War. And, uh, I mean, to sort of paraphrase him, he, he said that that's not something that you want to see ever, you know, especially somewhere that you would consider home because it's just it's going to be a disaster. And that's putting it very lightly. I mean, he's a much more eloquent when it comes to describing the, the terror of uh, of wars. But um, yeah, I don't know if it'll look like that or the traditional type, but uh, something's got to. Something's well, got to give. I know? mean, we we got to take a second and and think of just how primed uh, I'd say both sides of the line are. I mean, you know, uh, Mo he kind of described it as um, well, he didn't kind of he described it as it's it's this pro-choice versus anti-choice. The argument isn't between anti-vaxxers and pro-vaxxers because. You have people that have the vaccines that don't think that it should be a mandate. 
Um, yet, you know, they're anti-vaxxers, even though they have the shot. One of the former co-hosts of the show, Malachi, you know, he's he's he was adamant about not doing it, you know, not being involved, but his job made him. And he had to because he's got, you know, people to take care of. Uh, does that make him a pro-vaxxer? Like, not really. Um, I just, I, <laughs> I think what almost kind of freaks me out more is what's going to be the thing that makes us forget about COVID. Exactly. What do you think? Oh man, that's a difficult thing to imagine right now. I, <laughs> I mean, is it like Klaus Schwab says, like it will make COVID seem like a distraction? You know, the grid, it will the only grid, be foreplay, little the, kindergarten, little foreplay. <laughs> the grid. The, <laughs> They're just gonna blue bean Klaus Schwab spreading his nasty ass ass cheeks across the fucking sky. <laughs> now that is some imagery. They have got to take that guy to the glue factory already. That guy is just bad news, man. Bad news bears. Getting weird. But I mean, that's what I mean. They're warning us about that, so it's kind of got to be me. You know, that's where I'd put my money, probably. Well, we got to uh, so open it. about it. <sighs> yeah, sorry. Well, uh, what's the other two? There's a poly, a cyber, cybergon, polygon, the uh, cy- massive uh, pandemic of cyber attacks, and then um, Adam's been on the trail recently of, on no agenda for the the food manufactured food crisis. Uh, that would yeah, be a he good finally one. he finally found Ice Age Farmer. <laughs> I, it wasn't even one that I was familiar with beforehand. It's 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 good for Adam and John to get into because they kind of underestimate YouTube and all these video shows and stuff. They really kind of just under they they're in their bubble of audio podcasting and they don't realize how many people actually follow some of these. You know the the not the mainstream, but the the you know the Tim Pools and the sticks and hammers and the ice age farmers and all, you know, I think they underestimate that. And the James Corbett's and the really gracefuls and the just yeah. a billion people on YouTube yeah. and everywhere. They're yeah. doing yeah. this sort of thing. High production stuff too. Really, yeah, really ex- great exactly. stuff out there. Yeah. I will have to give the ice age farmer a checkout. Uh, yeah. And like I said, this wasn't anyone that I was, familiar with beforehand um i dropped the ball god damn it you son of a gun <laughs> you son of a bisking bulldog <laughs> well you did introduce us to um bjorn bull hansen and oh. that was a revelation i had not known of him yeah he's that great is one of the yeah he is one of the m- much better channels out there yeah add him to the list yeah yeah, he's a man like <laughs> hypnotist talking about COVID nineteen yes. has quickly become one of my favorite things about all of this. Him and his wonderful dogs, which breed I do not know what breed those dogs are, but it's great how much he includes them in everything he does. <laughs> That's how they get you. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you cover the content where you stay for the pups. <laughs> are you saying that we should get a dog? Yes. Hmm. What about we would Malamute? What would we name him? We would name him, uh, I don't know, Moloch or something. 
(laughs) (laughs) Fetch, Moloch. There you go. Moloch, lay down. Roll over. Roll over, Moloch. Roll over. Ah, there you go. Play dead. All right, Satan. (laughs) Satan it is. Roll over, Satan. Come here, Satan. You're going to have to start a video channel then, because everyone will want to see Moloch in action. Everything he does. That'll be the big thing that makes us go to video, is we want to show the pup. Molly, did you dump over the trash can? <laughs> Don't lie to me. <laughs> You've been making blood sacrifices again, Molly. Don't do that. Stop doing that. <laughs> Trying to stop a canine from doing blood anything is a real stretch. That requires a lot of training. <laughs> yeah, get him to get one of those doggy doors. <laughs> Oh, and see buddy. what it will drag in for the day. What gifts, what gifts, what morbid gifts you bring me today? Let me see. Uh, Sleep in a big owl. Yeah, it's good. We'll, we'll, we'll look into this a little later. This, we're, this is a good direction we're going in. Write this down. Multi-million dollar idea. Yeah. Yeah, we need a canine. We need another animalistic dimension. Absolutely. You never have too many of those. Uh, well, getting back to uh, getting back to this <laughs> <laughs> this patent. Uh, once the data has been gathered, the technology outlined in the patent analyzes the data and assigns a quote score to their electronic device. It suggests using this score to predict the quote potential level of super spreading activity of each di- individual and recommends vaccinating according to score. Spooky. Mm, high score. <laughs> Lavish, I have a question for you. Oh? Do you consent? Oh, I hate it when you ask me that. You know I hate it when you ask me that, because you know the answer. Yeah, go ahead and tell me. <sighs> no. Quarkus, do you consent? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> Maybe. How about you, Graham? Oh, incorrect answer. Graham, do you what consent? I want? Never. Never. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, Game over. And that leaves none. That leaves none other than Darren. Darren, do you consent? Sure. Ooh, high score. Five star. <laughs> you get on the flight. You get to participate in society. Yeah. I'm I am liking person. that upcharge. I'm not allowed on planes right now. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> well, you can if you test until November 30th. Just test negative. I don't have any trips planned till then, though. I'm just going to have to drive down to Great Falls and fly from there. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not going anywhere till January. Is it a regional thing or is that a countrywide thing? Uh, countrywide. No and then, so Canada's made it so you can't get on a plane without having a vaccine. And now the states have made it so you can't get into the states without a vaccine. And. Oh my goodness! Well, I'm an Indian, so I can get past it. But uh, if you're not an Indian, it's getting tough out there. Man, you're, that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> no, your your PM is a little bit of a prick. 
Well, I mean, Biden just came out and said today that yours is coming too. Oh, we're com- <laughs> it's coming for sure. No doubt about it. But they'll get and- you the same places because the air travel and the trains, it's, it's the exact same thing that Trudeau did because they're federally regulated. Mm-hmm. I think even the last time I was in the Dallas airport, there was like a thing coming over the loudspeaker every five minutes. that It's a federal regulation to wear a mask in every airport. Yeah. Nobody was really listening in Dallas. I uh, I was doing a little bit of traveling last year for one of the gigs that I had, one of the temp gigs, and uh, you know I'd fallen asleep on the plane, and I was wearing a biff, and it slipped down underneath my nose, and I woke up in a panic because my uh, the person sitting beside me and the stewardess were like both shoving me from both sides, <laughs> trying to get me to wake up. I was dead out, and like woke up in this stewardess is in my face and this guy beside me is all pissed off like <laughs> it was all because it slipped down underneath my nose <laughs> nice going but i i don't get it though what it what's what like that's your issue right like you're not spraying yeah. shit out of your nose right i don't understand why the nose is such a big deal and like, you should be able to just cover your mouth if they're worried about spittle then you should just have to cover your mouth yeah yeah I mean, but that would make sense see the problem is, is that makes sense uh, we don't do so, things that make sense around so here. So fucking annoying. There's no adjustment to the science. Like the whole surface thing. I mean, there's still, you know, everybody's still sanitizing everything like crazy. Yeah. The surfaces, the mat. I mean, it's just such a disappointment in society yeah. or just our, our our scientific establishment to not even make an effort to adjust to the science. I mean, it's essentially I mean, common sense totally crippled. Mm. Yeah. Critical thinking has just flown, flown. If it was ever there on en masse, which it doesn't seem to have been for some time. Yeah, I guess it wasn't really there. I mean, we, we think of ourselves as such an advanced and, and knowledgeable society, but mm-hmm. this really shows otherwise. Oh, I got my hands on a bunch of rapid tests finally, Graham. If you need any. Oh, okay. All right. I haven't there had to test any place yet. I don't know. Everyone keeps threatening me with all this stuff, but. I don't know. I guess I just fly under the radar. Did you say as an Indian you can get on a flight or get over the border? I can't get on a flight, but I can drive into the States. Why, and then I can why? get on a flight, but it looks like there's going to be a domestic flight requirement in the States right away. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but why, why can you do the one and not the other? What do you mean? I don't know, because it's the Canadian to get on an airplane in Canada is regulated by the Canadian government. Oh, I know. I see what you mean. But getting across the border is different. Yeah. yeah. Well, driving into the state to be regulated by the U.S. government. Right. And then uh, it looks like it's only intern. It's only domestic flights, not international. So theoretically, I should still be able to drive to the states and get on a flight to Egypt from like Seattle or something. Right. It's a long ass flight. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. I might be mistaken, but y'all are were planning to do a trip out to Egypt, right? Or maybe you just did one before before twenty twenty. A couple of the guys just like uh, the Snake Bros just got back last week, but we're going out next November, a year about a year from now. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Ah, man, I'd, I'd love to go to Egypt. And you going to Randall? You taking Randall with you? We don't know if Randall's coming or not yet. He might come along. It's getting, uh, we'll see. Yeah. 
we got a lot going on in the States with Randall, so. That's exciting stuff. Randall Carlson, for anyone who's uh, not familiar. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually hoping to maybe do the Arizona meetup. Uh, I just got a new job, so I'm not sure how that's going to shake out. But, uh, I mean, those contacts at the cabins look like they're hella fun. Uh, just crazy uh, <laughs> camping trips with the cast of, mm-hmm. cast of uh, the hardest-hitting best-ofs. Looks like a good time all around. Let me ask you, oh, yeah. uh, Graham and Darren, was did it take a great deal of organization to get the first contact at the cabin together? I mean, was it long in planning, or was it relatively easy to work out? It was actually not too bad, eh, Darren? Because it kind of started as, like, honestly, a little cabin in the woods with a bunch of friends. And then the next time mm-hmm. it was a cabin on the coast of Oregon with a few <sighs> more friends. And then after that, it just turned into, like, an event. Hey, eh, Darren? Would you say? And I mean, that seemed to happen fairly smooth. But but Darren should answer that question because yeah, no, it's a nightmare. He's really put all the Darren's put all the work in, you know. The first one wasn't bad because someone else did it, but it's a ton of work, especially because all of our events for the last two years have been during a pandemic. Mm. So it's you know it's a dance. Have you had a personal favorite um, area that you visited in the contact at the cabin events? Probably Utah. Hmm. Utah is a pretty great place. I wasn't natural so beauty. Yeah, Zion and Bryce Canyon and that whole area is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's pretty laid back. It's sparsely populated. There's no traffic. It's great, especially really because you fly into Vegas and then oh. send all that madness up the mountain. Yeah, the Disneyland of death. <laughs> personal pet name for Vegas. I, I, I stand in Vegas. I just it feel is. like I feel like <laughs> I'm just surrounded by a graveyard, and everyone screaming in the yeah. ground is just blowing into town <laughs> from all directions. <laughs> yeah, God. And if you look at the initials of Disney uh, Disneyland of Death, thinking about D O D is also another Department of Defense. Uh, yeah, there might be a correlation there subconsciously. So. Department of Death. Yes, yeah, same. Hey, you leave our CDC out of this, okay? Jesus. <laughs> Fuck is wrong yeah, with Fouch you. Fouch is a hero, okay? Big hero. Okay, I'll, I'll get right off that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you look at that? Ah, ding! Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> uh, I, if I had the three-star pull, I would have hit you with that, but I don't have it. So, What about you, Graham? Did you have a favorite area? Um, I missed the – I missed, yeah, I missed the Utah one, and I missed okay. one of the – one of the Randall ones too at the Scablands, but I mean the last Scablands one where we, you know, where we caught COVID was 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was incredible. Seeing just seeing what Randall talks about in person, it really you really do need to see it in person because it's it, it's this all the scenery that you just it doesn't seem to be very popular in the states, but it's pretty mind blowing. You know, thinking of mm-hmm. the the flood and the younger dryas happening, and you know we went yeah. all over the place. That was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, it does sound amazing. I think going attending a contact at the cabin event would be um, sort of transformational. I can see that easily happening. 
Oh, the people are unbelievable. They're just amazing, all the people mm-hmm. that are there. I mean, you can talk to them about anything, and yeah. everybody's super friendly and open, and it's just great. Have you all had any sort of uh, paranormal events or maybe like a yes. like any uh, hard-in-the-paint metaphysical sort of happenings? Mm-hmm. I can't wait. At the events? Yeah. Yeah, there's been a U- UFO sightings on two of them. Nice. Yeah. Or sorry, uh, was it two? Two, two? No, the, <laughs> multiple. Hey, there are multiple witnesses both times. Uh, UFO sightings at two of them, and then what else? What else happened, Darren? Uh, there's something else I'm missing, but if I think of it, I'll, I'll mention it. Hmm. Oh no, there's been three UFO sightings. Three? Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One in Utah and two in in uh, Colorado. Mm, where there's no light pollution, so you really get a nice uh, shot of it, right? I didn't see any of said UFOs, so that's okay. One day, <laughs> one day. <laughs> uh, were these sightings like the typical, like it was whipping around in the sky, super fast, unhuman movement? Listen, we were out hunting the other day, and Graham was sure he's seen it. What was the word you used, Graham? What? What was the word you used to describe that windmill? Oh, I, I don't know. Just it was just a concave. Uh, like I just thought it was a, a double uh, concave glass, something or other. <laughs> it was a windmill. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was a good example of like what you can see, and when you come around the corner, it's really nothing like what you thought you saw. That was a great example. It was the sun was shining off the off the uh, edges of the windmill, creating this super bright thing and i was like what is that bright light there it looks spot and then he's like it's oscillating <laughs> <laughs> little don quixote moment it's a windmill bro <laughs> <laughs> so i can't help but doubt some of the ufo settings you know but i mean sure the one uh, we did see that crazy string of satellites or whatever in in colorado oh the starlink yeah, well, no, it wasn't the Starlink, though. I mean, oh. I, you know, they say it was on the same night. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the timing was off, and I mean, it was right in the sky. Like, I don't know, it's too weird. Maybe it was. Same day, but it was off by a few hours. <laughs> but then they saw it two nights later too. So nice. I've never had the pleasure of catching anything uh, in the sky visual like that. Uh, I've had my fair share of weird sort of uh, quasi-paranormal experiences, but uh, nothing nothing really UFO-related. I'm not even really sure we've covered all that much uh, UFO stuff on here. We don't really go into UFO. I've had one UFO experience in particular that stands out to me that I had while I was driving along Highway 5 on the way to Los Angeles from San Francisco, mm-hmm. where I saw some crazy shit out in the middle of the state. But other than that, I don't really I don't really see aliens too much. They're not around too much. Is that the I-5? Yeah. Wow, that's really a connecting a lot. That's like Portland to San Francisco to Los Angeles, the highway of tears. Yeah, yeah, you can basically drive from uh, Canada to Mexico on I-5. 
<laughs> from, giant, giant stretch from one from one woke hell to another. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. I did. I only made it about twenty five miles into California. I turned around. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have been in the northern part. You know, you oh yeah, like, well, just at the border from Oregon, I had to pull over to a little like weird checkpoint where they like looked under my truck with mirrors and all this stuff, but nobody really talked to me. And when I tried yeah. to roll my window down, they told me to roll it back up, and then they just told me to go on my way. Mm. And then I got in trouble for having bear spray when I got to the campground, and I was like, "This place is fucking crazy." Yeah, it's nuts. Oh, is that it's like nuts. is that like a, a bear I base? Also, yeah, I was also in Crescent City, which seemed a little cracky, maybe. Oh, Crescent City, yeah, that's a nice meth town. Yeah, 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 high quality stuff. <laughs> I got all I could find was shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're going to the wrong motels. <laughs> I can't believe I sucked all this dick for nothing. <laughs> I was gonna say that's quite intuitive of you, Darren. And then he's like, "Ah, it's shit." <laughs> now yeah. all you need is a t-shirt I mean, uh, touting really that blueberry. You can. I mean, it's pretty t- easy to tell Matthew. You don't have to be an intuit or whatever you call those people. An intuitive. Oh, uh, like an empath? Mm-hmm. Or sensitive? Like, oh, look, Maybe a, a bunch, sensitive? Meth, there's a bunch of meth heads around. I wonder if this place is methy. <laughs> hey, I wonder if those meth heads have any meth. It's very methy. It's it's very illegal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also pet a shark. That yeah. Less Sacramento, I'd say, is another town that's uh, fairly in the thralls of being overtaken by just a massive... On the street, crack addiction, crackamento. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't mean to. You know, I, I was bringing up the state just to bring in my alien example, but I know that anytime any California is brought up, I know everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, it is garbage. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> you have been powered down. Wow, what a shithole! God, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, I, I had to get a little respite. The West Coast is absolute batshit nuts, and I had to I had to get a break from it. So you've been uh, having a grand old time out there, it seems. Oh yes, quite quite the time out here. <laughs> and uh, people don't wear. I mean, there are people that wear masks. Yeah. But most places you don't need to wear a mask, and you don't. People don't hassle you for your vax and all this bullshit. Sweet. And that is a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah, that and is a good deal. The yeah. uh, SF Bay Area, where everybody is like completely, they got, they've got an IV drip of Kool Aid going all day. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> just drinking that, no, just injecting that Kool Aid. Don't have yeah. to drink it. Just bypass your. Put that shit in my vein, you <laughs> sick bastards! Do it now. Vein me. <laughs> Kool Aid. Yeah, it's Kool Aid. Yeah. yeah, I drink it every day. Drink it every day. <laughs> it ain't gonna drink itself. Ew. 
No, they need you to drink it and inject it, but that would require you to take your face diaper off. So Or, or the enema. You can always do a Kool-Aid enema. Uh-huh. Sorry, sir, you have to show proof no, of Kool-Aid you. enema for you to, uh, to, to see this concert. <laughs> a nice grape enema. That'd be cool. Great, so that we can all shit purple. That's just what we need. More than we already do. A little bit bit of a trade secret, but there's no reason that you can't mix and match the flavors of Kool-Aid packets. I like to do a little bit of grape. Yes. One-to-one. Suicide action. uh, With a lemonade, so you get a grape-aid. Oh, grape-aid. I would mix it with strawberry. This shit's fire. All right, now we're talking pro moves here, people. (laughs) Take your word for it. I should ask for a vat of Kool-Aid at the round table. Oh, well. I think that's essentially what <laughs> dipping sticks were. They were like, you know, just these hard candies that you would dip into what is essentially like Kool-Aid mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Granulated was, sugar with weird flavoring, yeah. Was yeah. it you, Boo, that asked for a little too much at the round table? Uh, I think I asked for just the right amount. <laughs> <laughs> It was only three things, you know, a little bit of moonshine mixed with liquid sunshine, a lizard, lizard person's skull mug, and hey, I will say, they did argue about the theremin for five minutes beforehand. That's true, yes. True. <laughs> right off the bat, Booberry makes it complicated. <laughs> it, reverb was such can. A, it was such a... Is this yours? <laughs> What's a reverb can? It was such a sweet uh, nighting. And you had to wait to the third cast. So once again, three comes into play. But it was mm. worth it, don't you think? Very it cool. <laughs> it's a beautiful nighting. Of it took three for them to finally night you? Like, yeah. It was a week later, yeah. Ugh, mm-hmm. these guys. No, I'm, sorry, a week and a half. Yeah, because I got skipped two shows. Then <sighs> your black night? Yes, yes, Black Knights. I did ask if I could be a Black Light Knight, but I never heard anything about that. <laughs> They're just like, oh. It's going to be valuable in the upcoming, you know, to identify the job. It's get, you're going to be super valuable. <laughs> Boobery <laughs> wants some action. Yeah, I, 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 I can't disagree. <laughs> I'll just glow. <laughs> It'll be it'll be the un it'll be us in the underground using the black light to identify anybody who comes into our territory, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Are you in the orgy? Are you in the orgy? Yes, you're in the orgy. Come on <laughs> in. What? The squatch orgy. <laughs> Do you have the interdimensional power to enter the squatch orgy? That is the question. <laughs> Honestly. You brought it up, man. Well, indeed, I'm, indeed. I'm, I'm glad that in the future the resistance is underground Sasquatch orgies, uh, oh, where no. where people are getting screened. This via is black the future liberals want. You guys, this is it. You guys are screening people for your Sasquatch orgies. You have become your enemy. We've <laughs> <laughs> become what we always hated. That is why it will be most welcome at Contact at the Cabins. <laughs> Anything goes. <laughs> no doubt. No, no screens. God. No limits. Holes <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. barred. <laughs> you are cracking up over there, boo. <laughs> I can't help it. The boobage. 
boobage is cracking. He's lost it. He's he's <laughs> lost his, his oh, shit. His the funny black bone knight is has engaged. gone dark. It's, it's no deal. Hey, he's it, lighting up. He's the black light knight, so he's this, lighting this, it up. Is this is this the tunnel for the Sasquatch orgy? None shall pass. <laughs> Don't want to go down that road. Then oh, you shall no. die. Then do I have that one? I, I got a bunch of them. I don't remember which ones I pulled, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Welcome. move for no man. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's the best. Oh, Lordy. How well, many people these days that love that is unbelievable. It's 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 aged well. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, spankings for all. Uh, all of, I mean, all of the Monty Python, the Flying Circus, uh, I'm glad to have watched Watch PBS when uh, when I was, so I could catch that in some Doctor Who. Uh, Meaning some, of life. Some old school uh, BBC propaganda. <laughs> Comical propaganda, nonetheless. The best kind. BBC News. Yeah. And now for something completely different. Um, well, uh, we're about to do for an intermission here. Uh, would y'all like to hear us a, a couple of voicemails that we have? Absolutely. Yeah. We have scream mails, scream mails for the win. Yes. All right. Get in the van, kid. Don't worry. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm convinced. Get, get me in the van. I am perked up for that one. My ears. My ears. The translation was getting the bad kid. <laughs> getting a bad kid. A bad well, kid. that's about how he was uh, bringing it. So, yeah. You bad kid, get into bed now. Oh, that, yeah. See, that's just that's just good parenting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here's our next one. I don't want to get vaccinated. Well... <laughs> You know what oh. happens there, caller. You know what happens oh, there. Is... <laughs> I did a... That was classic. Again. Sorry. That was classic. I, I guess that's how Betty Boop would say it. I, I, Sorry, Betty Boopish. <laughs> I did modify one of our voicemails from last week. Email body inspector. Open up! Yes! yes. <laughs> Perfect. I was so hoping you would do that. <laughs> Open up. I will gladly open the door to that FBI. Thank you very much. Especially if she's especially if she's at the door. I've got a body to inspect. Hello. That was a perfect edit. A perfect edit. You look yeah. like a body and I'm here to entrap. Oh no. Oh yes. <laughs> Hey, How many screen mails are there? Oh, <laughs> it was just this two. And okay. <laughs> this ass ain't gonna entrap itself. <laughs> oh, that's B movie right there. B movie, definitely. <laughs> oh lordy. Well, how would uh, how would y'all feel about taking a break? Uh, and Darren and Graham, uh, are you interested for hanging out for? Uh, Second, second half, we have uh, some stuff about a uh, Netflix conspiracy cartoon and maybe make Quirkus cold watch a video and give us a scene-by-scene oh, breakdown. There we go. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll stick around. I'll probably leave it to Graham. He is the full-time podcaster of the group. <laughs> 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 Day jobs. 
yeah. I hope you'll both be sticking around. It's been great having you. It's fun. This has been fun. Well, we, uh, you know, that's that's one way we like to fight back the <laughs> New World Order is by just incessantly mocking them. Um, I think that's the only way to do it. I think that's the most powerful tool that we have in our arsenal. Indeed. Never <laughs> stop. And we have a motherfucker Zindu in the chats. Holy shit. Hello, Ooh, Zindu. Zindu. Oh, Zindu. What a <laughs> Our resident alien from Oktar. Oktar. He's an Oktarian. And all of his 31 <laughs> dicks in the chat. <laughs> I will gladly take all but one. I heard it was really 33. <laughs> 33 dicks? That's too many. <laughs> I don't have enough fingers Not- to pop my mouth with. Oh, God, guys. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, here we go. Oh lord. Well, let me uh let me go ahead and grab the cassette tape and find uh Oh, there you have it the is. The golden VCR, the Pope's VCR that we'd stole from the Vatican. Yeah, pretty much uh uh, uh we decided that <laughs> for a while there the entire blackmail scheme of the New World Order was held solely on VHS cassettes. Um mm-hmm. Which we was we thought was a lot of fun, you know, because somewhere deep within it's the eternal medium, <laughs> deep within, from the Vatican, you say, yeah, oh, Vatican. does the power of Christ compel them? Because we don't need that in the green room. Oh. Just boxes and boxes of VHS <laughs> tapes of blackmail. Uh, <laughs> that them. Works. Isn't that pretty much what Epstein is up to? Yeah, yeah that was Epstein's job. Yeah, he's all about beta. With his big head, he's all about beta. So. Yeah, he was a beta max. Yeah. Speaking of beta, didn't they change the Facebook name to something like that? Oh, meta. 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 Yeah. Now they should have went with beta. Oh, yeah. Meta beta. Beta beta. Beta beta. He's a beta blocker. Yeah, yeah. He's a beta enhancer. Enhance. That's what he wants us to believe. Yeah. Actually, that's a little bit of a synchronicity because one of our clips featured here in Intermission is, in fact, about beta males. I hope everybody's excited for it. Uh, starting us off with the first song, it's actually a Spin Myers tune. Uh, what was it? I think the song was called. Sweet. Yeah, it's uh, Drunk With You. That gets me excited. This is a great Creative Commons band. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back in about 10 minutes. Times were tough, so I sold my soul. I don't think I'll ever regain control. Never look me in the eye, I'll look the other way. What else could I do? I just stood at the doorway and you... I'd rather be drunk with you I'd rather be drunk But I'm caught outside the bar Talking to a bluesie The song's all wrong This is not my movie I don't know what this happens to me I don't know what this happens to me Just to eat our brains Really, 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 really Wish they'd just go away 
Kill two birds with one stone here. I'll be singing Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. In Russian. Hit it! Well, it appears you can do pretty much everything you claimed on your application. Doctor, what's wrong? Don't you know where to make the incision? All right, Nick. Don't panic. Think back to med school. Seriously, baby, I can prescribe anything I want. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to cut something, but what? And where? Hey! The incision in the coronary artery must be made below the blockage! Below! Thanks, little girl! The knee bone's connected to the something. The something's connected to the red thing. The red thing's connected to my wristwatch. Uh-oh. Like, die, monster! You don't belong in this world! It was not by my hand that I am once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. Tribute? Like, you steal men's souls and make them your slaves? Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Like, your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind hell needs a savior such as you. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. Let me at him. No, it cannot be.
about why so many in the radical left participate in speed running. Uh-huh. The reason is the left's lack of work ethic. What? Go fast rather than do it right. And in a Petersonian sense... Petersonian? To elevate alternative sexual archetypes in the marketplace. Fastest hedgehog. Shadow, what the fuck are you talking about? You're a beta male, Sonic. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to my neighborhood. Can you say neighborhood? <laughs> Let's do a special experiment right now, okay? Let's put Mr. Hamster in the microwave. <laughs> Pop goes the wheeze. You know why I did that, boys and girls? Because we're all going to die of severe radiation. <laughs> I, I, I can't to tell... I, I, I have to... the children out here. Their fucking brains aren't developed. I, I, I have to do it, Bobby, because they've got to know that the world's going to deteriorate and die. Bullshit. You're supposed to be singing the silly squirrel song right now. Nuts don't mean anything to me, Tommy. Fuck you. I've got to tell them. Have you had your medication yet? No. Can I please have another one now? Here. here. Hell, we have three. Thank you, Tommy. Go ahead. 
Hello, boys and girls. Let's sing the squirrel song, okay? It's not a bad thing. Oh, no, I've lost you. I've gone too far, too early, too quick. I'm in the land where nothing's funny now. Welcome back to Second Second Half a Show for episode 70 of Behind the Schemes. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Behind the Schemes. Those are some great tunes. I was dancing and bopping around. I I might have had a heavy head groove going myself. <laughs> mm, heavy head, not a light one. <laughs> oh, it was nice uh, you tell. I wasn't quite headbanging, but uh, you know, I was living my best uh, free punk life. You know, you love like thrash. The, it was the power walk of uh, headbanging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got somewhere to be with this headbanging. <laughs> I'm enjoying the music, but I'm an adult as well, and I'm looking out for my health. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so we have we have Graham from the Grimerica podcast with us. It looks like Darren has turned in for the night, uh, and we just want to say thank you so much Aww, for yes. uh, for Darren to for joining us for tonight and uh, and and gifting yes. his time with us. Uh, it was very Most cool. excellent. Most yeah. gracious, uh, uh, Grimerica Darren. You can find him on No Agenda Social, I believe, as Grimerica Darren. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, sir. But well, we still have Graham here. Hello, Graham. Yeah, I'm still here. 
Thanks for sticking around, time, Graham. The full-time <laughs> podcaster. I mean, this is kind of my job, so I got. I can't just you know bail, right? You're doing the work, sir. There's nothing wrong with doing the work. That's right. You're doing the universe's work, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, we. Uh, it's great to have you spiritually yeah. vibing with us. It's great to have you spiritually vibing with us because you do really give those good vibes. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> thank you, Cleveland. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad you appreciate me over here. Uh, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, right after intermission, we like to uh, go through our screen mails and see what we got. We got two, so maybe we'll do the yes. first one. And uh, if anyone's looking to get in on the action, that's 612-263-SXXY. 612263 7999. Uh, hey, hey guys. I, I got the jab about like two weeks ago, and, and now I sound like this. I, I, used to, I used to be a phone sex operator, and I had a really nice voice, but ever since they jabbed me, I, I can't get my vocal cords together. Oh. <laughs> Oh, All of a sudden, he sounds like a rat. <laughs> Caller, there you, he is. You get one of these. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you, Nick the Rat, for calling in. Oh, call in every show. Please do it. Yeah. We if I were you, you, I'd go into the sewer and I'd get some uh, some sewer scientists and I'd get myself a couple projects going. That's what I'd do if I were you, caller. Yeah, he's got a great money-making operation over there. I mean, he's got Sir Bimrose's uh, VPN set up. Oh, uh, yes. Sold by Boris Vipianovov. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. And in the sewer, they love to cross those streams. So, <laughs> and mm-hmm. It is oh so enjoyable, all pick the stream crossing. Im- <laughs> pick up some immunity from down there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> natural, good old natural, homegrown... Herd immunity. I, I think that's technically super immunity. Sewage <laughs> antibodies streaming potently. That's the that's the spark notes of uh, you know of vaccinations. There, you just go there and get everything taken care of right away. Uh, so what am I supposed to do? Touch the walls? Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, just one spoonful every morning with your with your cereal. I still got sewage. I still got mayo caked underneath of my fingernails. Oh, God. It's aioli. It's fancy. Aioli. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, oh, hey. Aioli, get your ass over here. You know. <laughs> oh, my God, I will. Sorry about that. Oh, my God. We, uh, I forgot that uh, Lavish and I had actually done a deep dive on Nick the Rat and found out that one of his ancestors was the, uh, he was the inventor of aioli, if I'm not mistaken. He was, he was, yes. Yeah. Niccolo de Venici, yes. Goes way back. Yeah, it was, we had music and everything, it was crazy. Mm. <laughs> crazy time. And his his greatest rival would be the Vermin Supreme. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, I had a big old hard-on for that dude for a while, and then just something about him, I can't put my finger on it. I was like, oh, wait, you're kind of just as fake as everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, that's such a disappointment though, because he had he had he had great character, honestly. What I did see, yeah. I actually learned about him through uh, fellow No Agenda peeps. So he he'd been around for quite a while. 
yeah, stuff it's, is it's a little compelling so <laughs> for a little bit doing it for a long time no no doubt about that no doubts about that well um how about uh how about we uh hit the next part of our show notes um graham do you find yourself with a a, a plethora of free time to watch netflix no no not really but i mean you know occasionally i think <clears throat> actually i I think I watched the first few minutes of what you're about to talk about. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was uh, bombarded by friends saying, you got to check out this uh, this new cartoon. Yeah, you know, funny enough, that's how <laughs> that's how I came across it because, you know, I don't really turn on Netflix for uh, much of anything ex- except if it's a specific anime. Uh, but, uh, you know, when uh, <laughs> when I have a friend that I know is fairly anti-conspiracy hit me up with this. And he's like, Oh man, you got to check this out. This shit is hilarious. Like, you know, it's like, Oh, is it <laughs> such a rib tickler? <laughs> well, I can't even remember the name of it. I, I all the time. It, it, it just doesn't stick with me. The, uh, the name is of the it, show is, Oh, sorry. You remember it inside job or something. That's yeah, right. Yeah, don't yeah. like that. Yeah. I haven't even. It's, I, I I, nothing bugs me more 9/11 than fake inside job. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I gotta yeah. remember that. Nine Eleven inside job. Okay, that, there you go. Mm. Well, the uh, I, I did spend the past week watching it uh, before I went to bed. Uh, uh, immediate <laughs> review. <laughs> I couldn't finish an episode because I was always falling asleep by the end of it. So I've seen the first fifteen minutes at least of every episode. <laughs> Um, it all starts the same. Yeah, it's a uh, well. Before I kind of finish my thoughts on it, how about some background information on uh, on the show and the showrunner? Because uh, the showrunner uh, was actually involved with the production of Gravity Falls, which is um, another kind of uh, metaphysical sort of themed cartoon for children. I, I want to say it aired on Disney Kids. Um, but like the big bad bad guy for the finale is this talking eye of Providence <laughs> wearing a tie and a top hat. Uh, and it so it was created by uh, I have her first name here. God damn it! Uh, but her last name was Takuichi. And uh, despite the ways that once fringe cons- uh, theories have increasingly spread into the mainstream in recent years, Inside Job's timely arrival is more of a coincidence. The long production timeline involved in animation meant Takuchi was developing the core concepts of the show before debunking conspiracies became a routine necess- uh, necessity of the news cycle. I mean, that's kind of what we all do here, right, is... We gather once a week and <laughs> we pretty much do our best to debunk crazy conspiracy theories that we encounter every week. Yeah, it's weird. I just can't stand it either because it just feels like it's just complete programming, right? It's just NLP, you know? They're they're just really making fun of all, all of it, all of us, to the thing. I mean, at least, like, I didn't watch enough of it to be to make a true ju- judgment, but the first five minutes I was like, Oh, I just couldn't stand it. Yeah. When they equate like, they're like flat earth and Sasquatch and corrupt governments. And it's like, wait, <laughs> hold on. Yeah. I actually, uh, I actually made a list of all of the references, uh, that I could point out within the first two and a half minutes. You get Mothman, 
uh, lizard people, bug people, 5G, Disney's frozen head, Obama's birth certificate, Bigfoot, Easter Island, ruling the company with an iron fist, Atlanteans, quote, crisis actors needed, and Bohemian Grove dance classes flyers, and uh, controlling the weather. There was also, <laughs> I will say, I, I did get a chuckle out of the, uh, the Dow Jones is controlled by ritual blood sacrifice, so there is a department <laughs> for blood sacrifice. They're like, the Dow will rise 14 points, and they slit the goat's throat. I was like, oh, okay, that, that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wonder if some of it is pre, pre-programming, pre too, you know? I mean, is it, are they just throwing shit in there, too, to get ahead of, get ahead of some stuff that's going to come out eventually? I mean, that's pretty conspiratorial on my part but well that's sort of the way i'm thinking these days like so much of it is pre-programming and conditioning and you know something will come out and they'll be like oh yeah they just made fun of that in a cartoon it can't be real yeah yeah well here's a quote from the creator to be clear i don't actually think there is a shadow government i just want people to know where i stand on that one <laughs> so I mean it is a total mockery I get it and more often than not when I was watching other people's reviews on the blue tubes about this or YouTube is like oh yeah I mean like you know they got the conspiracy but like the part where you know it just becomes like this whole other meta level of just hilariousness is like add another conspiracy on top of it and like that's their real motivation for doing it man like that's what makes it so funny is like there's a conspiracy behind the conspiracy behind the schemes (laughs) there you go (laughs) oh yeah behind the schemes yeah exactly so, I mean, it's, uh, how about we just, I got a couple of clips here. We'll, we'll, uh, I mean, Graham, you said that you've watched the first five minutes and the first clip that I have is literally the first minute. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Sorry. And the White House is called the People's House because in America, the government works for you. Bullshit. <laughs> Listen up, kids. Everything they teach you in school is a lie. You want the truth? The world is controlled by shadowy elites and shape-shifting lizard people. Have you ever folded a $1 bill? Look, you can make it say boobs. What does it mean? Am I the only one who cares that the president is a robot? Wake up, sheeple. The evidence is right here. These sons of bitches got snipers trained on me for trying to tell you the truth. Ah, I love being right. Thank you! Take a flyer for a friend! Dad, what the fuck? Has retirement made you go completely insane? No, but the 5G radio waves in the air have, which you can read all about in my new manifesto available on Kindle. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't listen to my father, kids. He gets his news from Facebook and Ambien. Ambien's a great drug. Really clarifies some things. Come on. I'm going to be late for work. Democracy is real. Have some keychains. Well, good news, everybody. Democracy is real. So even though we don't technically live in a democracy, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. I like that the insinuation is, uh, there's kind of an insinuation that this guy's retired. If you have free time to actually look into stuff, you start <laughs> divvying from the narrative. I like that. The yeah. insinuation being, you know, <laughs> if, you, if this lady's like too busy working to like research anything. I like that. 
Yeah, the uh, uh, so just a little backstory. He used to work for this shadowy company that is uh, they're sort of like the outsourcing uh, company that takes all these conspiracies and make and they implement them. So uh, rather than it being an actual shadow government, it is a shadow corporation called Cognito Inc. And the woman featured there speaking is his daughter, who is a uh, maniacal control freak. Um, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> usually when um, I'm sourcing material for our show notes, uh, I, I do actually just scour Facebook for everything and, and anything that I would need and then usually chase that by a handful of Ambien. I, I'm not sure what, what, uh, what the rest of y'all do. Um, whether you sort of follow any sort of uh, similar rituals, but um, yeah. Oh, certainly bars on bars. <laughs> and then I went and painted my house in my sleep. <laughs> that's not Xanax. <laughs> that's that's something else. No, no, Ambien. Ambien's the one that make you go paint your house in your sleep. Oh, well. yeah. It's the one. I don't know. I don't. I don't do that shit. <laughs> It is, it's a really scary drug, honestly, um, what it will make you do. I mean, it's not quite turning you into a zombie, but it sort of reanimates you in your sleep state. I have a friend who's, whose mother actually doesn't remember at all getting her keys while she's in her pajamas. Out of a, out of a dead sleep, she apparently got her keys, got in her car, and drove around town and came back and woke up in her car. I mean, if that's not terrifying, I don't know what is. I cannot even imagine. And she she also damaged the garage door. So, yeah. With the car, I I just like, just thinking about that, what that would really require, what that entails, is who are you? How are you able to not get into a fatal car crash or just, you know, ram into something? Like, how, how, what part of your brain? Would that engage? I guess I'd have to know more about neurology, but for you not to remember doing that, so it was you. You know where you were going. Like the you, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's oh man, and uh, yeah, sleep drugs, uh, sleep pharma's kill more people every year. Don't quote me on this, but uh, it's it's insane. They're so incredibly addictive, and they bypass the brain's natural ability to work it out just like so many pharmas do they essentially cripple the part of the brain that would naturally rectify and heal and get you to the point where you are reaching that delta state that you need to reach to achieve deep sleep so you're essentially atrophying the part of your brain that you really need to um to, rest to achieve and, that, and yeah, rejuvenate. to achieve that, and it's um that's the scariest part of all is uh, everyone that I've known that has been prescribed these drugs. I ask them, did your doctor tell you about all of the instances and all of the possibilities and what can really happen and how it actually does do that with your brain? It's bypassing it, just like psychotropics. It's it's taking over and it's doing something your brain really needs to work on itself. And they just blink, blink like Zorak from Space Coast. <laughs> like, <laughs> no clue what I'm talking about. Oh, and I just encourage them to do their research. But that's just terrifying. Come on, bro. It's safe and effective. 
to me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Just like everyone else. It's just like all the other pharmas. Safe and effective. And Don't question. Now, Ambien. Don't question. The experts. They're the the Federal experts. Death Administration. Now, Ambien no. is uh, is what uh, Roseanne Barr was famously on when she had her mm-hmm. quote-unquote mental breakdown. Uh, yeah. I, I think she kind of got raked through the through the coals, but um, that's yes. claim, that's kind of where I was turned on to Ambien. Mm-hmm. I never tried it. I have no interest. I've I've only heard stories, and none of them yeah. sound like it's a good time. Patton Oswalt and uh, Kathleen Madigan in the specials in some of the stand up specials they have done, uh, their their comedy stand up specials. They have both brought up that drug and just how powerful it really is especially when mixed with <laughs> alcohol. Mm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. just wowed by it. And it, it stands to, it's really indicative of just how prevalent it is prescribed or how prevalently it's prescribed and how people will turn to it instead of doing anything else alternative to get their body into that state of relaxation. And there's a lot of other ways to really relax your nervous system and to get your body to release the lactic acids. I mean, there's so many methods that you can do without spending a dime. Acupuncture. Yeah, meditation, and even just a cup of, I mean, that doesn't work necessarily for everyone, especially not insomniacs, but even just a cup of hot chamomile tea or hot water, it really relieves the nervous system. But, you know, you can use herbal supplements like that. You can use chamomile. You can use, there's so much. I mean, cannabis itself, CBD oil. Uh, it's just, there's, there's no end. But their doctor said so. So that's what they do. <laughs> no, people, please question this and try other methods, alternative, homeopathic, natural methods that work. A hot the bath even. Smoke weed every day. Every <laughs> smoke single weed. day. Smoke weed every day. Uh-uh. Smoke weed every day. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Corcus, I do have a question for you. Did you discover, discover all this information by first going to Facebook and then taking Ambien? Or taking Ambien and then going to Facebook? I'm sorry, you've rebooted my brain. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> my brain is on drugs. No, I just... I do not compute. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was kind of a, a genuinely insulting joke because... You know, the sort of stuff that I go to Facebook for to to grab yeah. information from, it's all mainstream. <laughs> it's, oh, it's all mainstream articles, like, specifically. It is. It's, it's pretty obvious. I mean, know. it's almost like a direct feed from Gulagal, as I call them. And it's, 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 it's mind-boggling yeah, I how mean, people will read that on feedback and just like, oh, well, this is, um, I'm, there's no need to fact check. I mean, what, what facts, facts, yeah. facts are facts. Yeah. I don't, yeah, get, I don't no. get any of the cool stuff from fucking Facebook. <laughs> you know? Feedback. Yeah, no. Feedback. I'm sorry. God, yeah, what the no. fuck, what the fuck right. am I thinking? Jesus. Get I on get... the right track, boo. What's wrong with you? I get one of those now. You've lost some points, sir. You've lost some social credit score points. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I just, I, I thought that was a uh, kind of a dumb joke. No, uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, you know, well I, that's I what listen, feedback is. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, yes. you know, I listen to fucking Grimerica Outlaw and I'm like, oh boy, all these guests, like, they must just be on Facebook all day. 
Well, I mean, it really shows you how, like, you're talking about just an example for <clears throat> prescriptions like Ambien. I mean, look what's happening with the jab. I mean, you, we try to talk to people about, uh, you know, like, hey, do you know that it's, you know, it might be dangerous or, you know, causes injuries? Have you ever heard of VARES? And people just don't want to, they just completely don't even want to look at it. They're like, oh, no, that's, you know, and, and the media here in Canada just says, oh, no, that's just that's bad data or it's not reliable, even though it's the CDC's own website. And then, you know, my, my girlfriend's friend the other day just says, well, it's not going to be over till everybody's vaccinated. So, I mean, this is where, this is where we're at. I'm like, Oh my God. And she's been sick from it. And so these people are getting sick from it and they just don't care. They don't even, they're just like, well, that's that. Me- and they're, they're telling us this. I mean, this this isn't even a meme. This is what you're hearing from people. That means it's it working. Means it's man. working. It's like so. Where where do you draw the line? If it kills you, it's not working. But if it makes you, you know, well, if it reactivates it's... your shingles or it puts you in the hospital for a couple of days or like what when when does it not work? When you're dead? When you're dead? I mean, like yes. Well, and then it's they're... still a COVID death then. So yeah. yeah, that's that's what it's received so, as. That's what it's logged as. as oh, and that there's that too. Yeah, there was definitely yeah. an article that you know this man died from, after getting the vaccination two weeks post vaccination, but you know at least he didn't catch COVID. He died, but he still yeah, didn't get COVID. That. I remember that one. Yeah, it would have been worse. <laughs> it would have been worse. Thank you. <laughs> oh, good to know. <laughs> so yeah, it's so strange about the about the drugs. I mean, just uh, yeah. the doctors just even in Canada it's pretty bad. The doctors just want to keep just prescribing stuff. There's no real, I feel like there needs to be a completely separate system now. I really feel like we're going down this path where the western medical system is just taking over. They're just taking over. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And big pharma is the big dog and has been for a great long time. Yeah. Yeah, dominantly on the, the the medical industry really is based from the oil and the banking guys. They, they've they've had their fingers in the pot so long. It's such a fucking small club. It well, really, it's really nuts how it all ties together. And even with Merck, yeah. I mean, Merck started in the 1600s. You know, that's a 500 fucking year old country at this point. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which just ties the end of the monarchy. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, sorry. That's I guess that's right around four hundred years. Four hundred years. Some, uh, I heard something about uh, some medical people in BC because, of course, you know everywhere there is a small number of people that are just quitting or getting fired in the medical industry, and some of them are starting up an alternative health uh, uh, company or something. So there, hopefully, there's parallel stuff happening. I mean. You know, whether they get shut down or not, or we'll see what happens, but mm, that's, that's promising though. You know, Oops. yeah, some, some, some people quitting, banding together and starting up their own hospitals or whatever, you know, not I mean, hospitals, but like, you know, health, health centers, you know? And yeah. So yeah. Alternative a, stuff. Instead of a breakthrough case, he got breakaway healthcare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> breakaway right. healthcare. Yeah. That's right. Breakthrough yeah. healthcare. I heard there's doctors in Germany. I mean, this is, I wanted to make a meme out of this, but I heard there's doctors in Germany buying an empty hospital. So a hospital that went empty during the pandemic to, to use it to treat people from jab injuries that were taking the jab to try and end the pandemic. I don't think we should, uh, should allow that to run. Um, we're going to have to call in our agents. Yeah. <laughs> All of the handlers, every handler wants in on that action. And we, we 
and we shoot that guy. <laughs> shoot him up, bang him up. That's Western society. And exactly what they intend to do with those hospitals, are they refurbishing them? Are they restoring them as hospitals? Well, I don't know if they need to even restore them. I mean, I think they were just shut down mm-hmm. during, the, during the pandemic, like when, you know, when, all, <laughs> yeah. when there wasn't enough people in the hospitals because it wasn't really as bad as everybody thought. And I guess they're just taking it over and they're going to make it into, you know, a clinic for the injured. But I, I haven't mm. heard much about it since then, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Isn't nice that delicious, see. though? Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> That's mm. something to keep a watch on. I guess. Yeah, uh, thank you. I guess it would be, because I don't know this, but it would be curious to see if Germany was paying out hospitals the COVID benefits for cataloging COVID patients and then getting them on ventilators, you know, were they receiving that 36, I think it was 36,000, right? To put someone on a ventilator. Yeah. 39 or 29 or yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the thirties, 19,000 yeah. if they had a COVID patient. So. And then, yeah, to put on a ventilator and then for a COVID death diagnosis, I believe they're getting at least, Ten? Oh, I'll have to look back on that. I'm sorry. I yeah, they were getting a, like a large sum more than just, they would if it weren't a COVID death. Yeah, just to diagnose. So of course, why wouldn't they? I you mean, they COVID. are. You yeah. get some COVID. You get some COVID. <laughs> You're just printing money. You're just printing money. It's easy. You'd be a fool to not, not take that money. Exactly, and that's what they live off of. I mean, the, you know, the patients are just numbers. It's not health care. It's health coup. The health coup. It's yeah. C-O-U-P. A real coup. Yeah. I'll yeah, show you that's a coup. true. That's it. Well, if these doctors really go off and make their own alternative, I mean, that's the free market at work there. Uh, if, you, if you deny people services and there's a demand for the service, and people will create the service. So that's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. Supply yeah. and demand. Hopefully it's not just a, you know, a misdemeanor. <laughs> like yeah. a, mis- a misinfo meme, you know, um, that's the thing that's so crazy now, right? You can't even really believe anything. So you got to look into things so deep to make sure that they're true. Mm. Yeah, I've uh, I've kind of been on that trail today. I'm, I'm prepping to uh, get up with Sursor Seat Sitter on Wednesday for abs in a six pack. And uh, we've got kind of a heavy topic and one of the more major themes that I just I don't really doubt it, and if I really embrace it, I think it's going to drive me <laughs> fucking mad. But this whole idea that the internet is dead and the vast majority of its participants are actually, in fact, bots. <laughs> it's just generating content at at will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, operating on these little simple scripts that are barely working as they are. So right, it's pretty obvious that that's the case. There's just fucking bots for days there. It's, it's just what percentage, though. I mean, it's it's yeah. And I, and the thing is, they're they're all going one way. I mean, unless it's di- disinfo the other way. I mean, they're all you know pushing and supporting the narrative, and then that's that's where I think the bots are. Is they're just bots like liking shit and supporting the narrative. I don't think. There's mm. bots doing disinfo and getting too complex. Yeah. Uh, you never, who knows? 
Uh, wait, you mean there wasn't an army of Russian sleeper shills? <laughs> well, I do think maybe. there are buildings full yeah. of people that do that. Yeah, yeah that's not true. I mean, maybe, people. but, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't consider those bots like – I can. I, what would you consider that? I mean, I think I think of bots as in just these strict strict AI kind of. Yeah. Stuff, right. You know? These are shills. Yeah. <laughs> shills and bots. Yeah. yeah. The next wave might include predator drones, though, and those are a type of bots. So. There you go. Yeah. Trying yes, not to think about it, but uh, you just know it's impending. <laughs> well, Corcas, uh, it's time to get out to the shooting range. No. Yes, I know. Pew, pew. And uh, a bow and arrow simply will not suffice, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't hurt, so you Just can have one of those too. Yeah, hey, well, I got, I got one. I got. Yeah, you know. bow and arrow is great. That's what they want you to believe that your puny weapons will not. <laughs> you know, bow and arrow is good because it'll be silent. You could kill puny somebody human. quietly. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good. I forget. I never really thought about that. Yeah, that's a yeah, stealthy. Stealth. I mean, I'm just not going to be able to kill a, an animal with a bow and arrow. But what well, a person! Know, <laughs> Easy. He's breaking down my door. Then you know, I'll get a couple off. If yeah, that, you could go. You could go a little flashier, maybe, and uh, gaff tape an M80 to the tip. <laughs> that would remove the stealth element, Booberry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, plus three bonus points for shitting your pants. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And deafening yourself. <laughs> well, see, it wouldn't deafen me because it's on the other side <laughs> where I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you still have to get a little distance between you and that thing. <laughs> where we're going, we don't need stealth. <laughs> We're going. We don't need to hear what. <laughs> how do you, how do you guys deal? How do you guys deal with this topic on the show? Like, do you do you get into the sort of where you, over, do you talk about it too much, or do you approach it like it's because we went through this whole thing where it's like, well, we can't keep talking about this, and I'm like, well, we have to keep talking about it to a certain extent because it's you know it's happening now. It's in our face. It's like a you know, long, slow car crash of a conspiracy, like, you know. You're talking about COVID specifically? Yeah, the whole, the whole what's happening right now, yeah. You know, COVID, the... I, I, guess I really don't think we talk of, about COVID that much, honestly. That's compared good. Compared to other it, things. It's, uh, I mean, it's not anything that we try and shy away from. I, I know that there's other shows on the stream where they are specifically and very adamant, we do not talk about COVID we do not talk about politics, and I, I think it really works well for them. Um, I mean, we're we're pretty hard in the paint uh, when it comes to just um, jacking off the new world order. I suppose that uh, we really just sort of approach the COVID and vaccine narrative as it comes. So, like, uh, you know, I don't think we necessarily really brought up anything vaccine related last week. Uh, we did an episode no. on a. Dia de los Mortis, but um, you know, towards the end, like uh, I can't remember who it was, kind of mused on, you know, would COVID be as effective of a psychological operation if the Western culture didn't have such a fear of death? You know, would would it be more of a limp dick operation if we had reverence and love and appreciation for for uh, for death? You know, totally. Yeah, that's a really poignant question because I think that that would be a major contributing factor 
to the mentality with which we handle it. But then again, self-empowerment is something that they have throttled and made every effort to cripple and bypass and brainwash out of us. So, you know, the type of practices uh, that you talk about on Gramerica um, just really illuminate how important it is to discover what you can do and how independent you can be of the programming and how vital that is and for your health, for, for all of your health and just the way that you live your life, how different it can be with some of the Eastern philosophies before the Western philosophies of dependence on drugs and industry really took hold in everyone's mind in forming that mindset. So it's totally. I mean, we had, we, geez, they were obsessed with death back then, then, right? The Egyptians, the mystery schools were obsessed with the astral realm and getting out of their body. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is, this is what for thousands of years, you know, this was accepted Mm-hmm. And and focused on. I mean, maybe not the profane for some of the stuff, but I mean, I think that everybody probably appreciated death and had more reverence for it instead of fear, like we do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it seems that Egyptians even invented the idea of burial, as far as we can find. Like they they're the ones, the first civilization we could find that actually revered the dead and built monuments like, to them and buried them. Memorializing, yeah. Honoring the dead, memorializing them, and learning from them. Absolutely. I'm curious, if you don't mind me asking, I've just got to ask you while you're here. Um, (laughs) Graham, I'm sure that you've talked about this on the show, but I haven't heard a lot of the older Gramerica episodes, and I'm wondering, what was the most powerful experience, psychedelic experience that you've had was was that ayahuasca or DMT? I'm not sure of all the ones that you've done. But I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't participate in, in the, those uh, psychedelic things, or at least oh, for that's the right. last the last thirteen and a half years or so. But I had a pretty <laughs> psychedelic experience just from mm-hmm. a uh, from a Kundalini breath. Well, it wasn't a Kundalini. Oh, workshop, from Kundalini. But it was. But it, was uh, right. it ended up being that. But it was really just a vision quest through breath and sound. Um, yes. And these healer, like these healers, that had all my chakras kind of spinning, and it ended up being like a Kundalini thing. But that was pretty. Mm. Like I would say that was the most psychedelic thing for me without drugs. You know, That's Darren, right. Darren's had some pretty intense DMT, and and uh, but we neither of us have done ayahuasca. Um, okay. He does mushrooms and DMT uh, somewhat on the regular, but yeah, for me, I don't uh, do that anymore. That's right. I didn't. I, I didn't do. I didn't. I didn't do it very well in the past. I was usually yeah. pretty drunk and like I didn't have enough reverence mm. for it. I mean, I had no. Some, I had some trippy things, but you know, not like I didn't have enough respect. So, Kundalini is something I have not yet explored, but everything I have ever read and heard about it is on another dimensional level of power, which completely transforms people. However. The warning that I have gleaned from these stories is that if you are not ready for it, <laughs> it can be so overwhelming and and kind of, um, yeah, and, and just something that somebody should properly prepare for. Would, would you say that you agree with that? Totally, yeah. 
Okay. I, I just don't think I went in. I mean, I was unconsciously prepared, I think. I mean, I had done a lot of work prior to prior to that, and I didn't expect it to be a Kundalini-type thing, but it's just a, like, I mean, I don't know how, mu- how many details you guys want to hear about, but I mean, this like, I talked about on a show recently, actually, the, the whole thing on the Brandon Powell episode. But it's like this guy shot this uh, <clears throat> didgeridoo at my, <laughs> at my root chakra, like honestly, yes. like, and it just popped and started spinning. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, how is that? And then it moved up to my other chakra. And then this lady put a crystal on my head and like opened up these two just to give you mm-hmm. the real short version. And I'm thinking... Like, I always kind of realized, like, I always sort of believed in chakras, but I never felt them physically. Yes. And we, this was a whole breath and music, like, ancient mm-hmm. instruments being pumped through these speakers. And it was pretty intense. And then she, so my third eye and my crown chakra started spinning. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? Like, I can feel these things. And then the, the hands-on healer guy comes over. And I'm thinking to myself, the only two that aren't going is my heart and my throat. And he puts one hand on my heart and one hand on my throat. And he does this like hands-on healing thing. And then he pulls his hands off and it just went, and it just opened everything up. And everything just started spinning and connecting and vibrating. And yeah, it was pretty intense. And then, I mean, when I look at that, that was probably a real big change in my life. Like like the Mm -hmm. things I think shifted like when I look back now, probably eight, nine years later, like it, I think that was a huge change, a huge shift. Did you notice anything really remarkable starting to happen with your dreams after that experience? I wonder. Yeah. Not that I remember. I mean, again, I probably should have documented it way more. That kind of of stuff. I mean, I was, I was Mm -hmm. doing dream journals at the time, but I don't, I don't connect. I didn't connect anything with, with that. But you could physically feel you it, could yeah. physically feel the chakras. I mean, yeah. I, I could just imagine how incredible that is because I've done chakra meditations and I feel like there is a, a positive effect upon them. But to physically feel them and spinning, I mean, yeah, vibrating it's like spinning, you, yeah. you became your own Stargate. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. It was, it, was cra- it was crazy and sober, too, so... Oh God! But I mean, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of breathing, and probably yes. probably the type of breath work that puts you know, like a lot of people had some pretty intense experiences in that workshop. Yeah, I appreciate that you guys had Brandon Powell on recently because I learned a lot just from that cast and realized that I need to study the Wim Hof method. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, have was that the first time that you had him on? Forgive me for not knowing that. No, no, no. We've had him on a few times because he's okay. been at almost. I think he's been at almost all our events doing the breathing and stuff. So. Oh right, that's right. Yeah, uh, we're getting contact to be pretty, the cabin. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's been he's been on a few times. Yeah. I've never I've never sought out Kundalini specifically. Uh, I've definitely looked into it. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, <clears throat> I went to a, a, a Buddhist monastery one time here in, in the Minneapolis, and uh, it was kind of a weird day. This was my <laughs> mental crisis breakdown day. It's like, okay, I went down the rabbit hole too far, and now I'm standing in front of work uh, trying not to just, like, bawl because I'm so sad for uh, what I have come to realize is just this flurry of, of children being trafficked across the world to keep the schemes greased. Uh, so I went to this uh, 
I, th- I think I've told the story on the show before. So if you've heard it before, I, I apologize. But uh, I, I went uh, via invitation with a friend that I was working with that day uh, to this little uh, Buddhist church monastery. And um, now I sat outside just like really soaking up the nature. I was staring into the sun through the leaves. So I wasn't getting like direct, uh, direct contact with the sun. It was kind of blocked in the strategic places. So I w- wouldn't go blind or anything. I charged up my battery and then went and did this meditation <laughs> with the, uh, with the Buddhists inside. I felt kind of bad. Cause like, you know, they're, they're very reverent the, you know, they're very peaceful, calm. And like, I'm going through all this turmoil and emotion and like just something clicked. And, uh, mm. and I, I'm, I'm a former electrician for theater. So I've, I've spent a ton of time around various types of lamps and different, uh, lighting fixtures. Right. And my body just lit up like a spotlight, like a 1500 watt lamp just and I could feel myself fucking lift off the pillow and like it was just coming in wave after wave after wave and like I think it was kind of uncomfortable for <laughs> the other people in the room which is why I felt bad because like every time it washes off of me and just flows down it's like that's in time with the people grunting you know beside me and across from me and I was just like uh Maybe that was a dick move. (laughs) Yeah, you essentially became lit as a true electrical conduit. So I could just imagine what that feels like. I mean, maybe levitation can happen in that state rather more easily. I don't know. Like I, and you know, I don't. I don't really know um, much about the specific practices of Buddhism. It was my first time Mm -hmm. ever uh, attending anything like that, and you know, I definitely don't have control over my breath and I didn't even know about Kundalini at that time. So I'm not sure if this is necessarily the same sort of, uh, of trip, but it was a very, very physical. It was probably one of the more intense physical things I've ever felt. It does sound incredibly powerful that we can even conduct that type of power, that level of power through our physio, our physiological bodies. We had our, our last episode in Outlawed with Zornanda, and he's mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's talking about the, the yogi and, and uh, you know, basically in these mystery schools, they kind of, I think they basically f- figured out how to access endogenous DMT to mm-hmm. maybe to help reach that invisible realm. And we talked about it with, with Brandon Powell and the breathing and Zoranada was talking about this too. That like it's almost like de- uh, microdosing DMT. That breath work almost it. I mean, they think that that it releases some some DMT endogenously. And then we talked about that Kachari Mudra, which is that practice that some of these um, yogis do, where they they can put their tongue up their nasal cavity and reach their pineal gland. Whoa! Holy and Jesus! Hot. Super hot. That's the sweet yeah. spot. The pineal gland is the spot. sweet spot. Yeah. Our you can third eye. Just, like feel that thing <laughs> drip onto you, and then you just basically yes. like that nourishes you. Like oh yeah, mm-hmm. baby. yeah. Retarded. That's the it's a spiritual sweet spot right there. Yeah, I believe right there. just from what we've learned. Maybe I should try to attempt that right now. <laughs> oh, you can't. I mean, uh, you have to cut the bottom of your tongue. Well, unless you spend like years stretching it out, I think you got to cut that little web, and then. 
Oh, so that's how, that's, that's how you a, Boo Berry's a Gene Simmons fan, so he's totally dead. Yeah, put it right up the back. You can just feel that little hole there. Just keep putting that tongue all the way up there. Yeah, yeah. Don't mind if I do. Give me the pineal special. You know the one. Give me that DMT in my head. Groovy. I want to lick God's clitoris in my brain. In my gland holes. I got to have it in my gland holes. Yes. I mean, That's the right. stimulation of that. Just imagine what that would open up. I'm imagining it, Quirkus. And I, I've got to go. I've got to find a doctor right away. A tongue doctor. <laughs> oh, no. You guys. Uh, a tongueologist. Shit, man. You come out to Minneapolis. I'd do it for 20 bucks in the ba- uh, bottle oh. of Jack. I think you got to do it like a tiny bit every day. Just a little snipsky, a little yeah, bit here, a little, a little snip, bit there, a little bit little here. Snip every day. I think. Well, we had a good laugh about it because Darren said he's just going to snip mine right off, and I go, "I'm not even going to be able to talk." I mean, I talk for a living now. I, can't, I won't even be able to say anything. Yeah, it's a bad investment. Don't don't do it's that. A bad, it's, you're going to ruin your golden parachute here, Darren. Say <laughs> <laughs> so goodbye to your exit strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the money maker. Not in the money maker. Yeah, not in the face. <laughs> oh, we go out. We hit people in the mouth. Well, that's part of the face. So that just comes with the territory. <laughs> we go out and we snip the underside of people's tongues. <laughs> oh no. Oh god. Oh, what is that like? What is that process like? What do they use? I want to know. Does anybody have a link? Uh, tell me all about that process. They I burn it with it. a hot. Uh, they do it with a hot knife or hot scissors. Like they burn Ooh. it. To, uh, oh yeah. yeah to with a, it, I guess when they do it. While the while the patient is anesthetized. Or? No, 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 no. Oh okay. no, no. Just These are yogis. They can just like they don't even feel pain. Yes. I mean, and if, they don't if you're, receive. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you're at that point, you're not feeling mm-hmm. any pain. So. Yeah. Could that you, is true mastery. Could you Turn imagine being the trailblazer for that? It'd be like, hey, guess, dude, guess what oh, I found yeah. out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just studying these brains, these uh, you know cross-sections of the dead people, and I realized that <laughs> you can reach all the way up there. <laughs> That's that a hole. Spot, that special spot. <laughs> I'm going to tongue punch my pineal gland. <laughs> That's one way to go about it, I'm sure. Well, the, he told us this story about like a 72-year-old guy, and they were doing these studies. That, well, I mean, and I, I don't know how true this is, but I think I saw this this on a documentary, and it, it seemed legit, but he had uh, that's all he was doing, like he was looking at the sun and licking his gland, and he didn't eat for like decades upon decades or drink. I mean, mm. just survived. That is In another realm, basically. He's probably just like, zoned out in the invisible realm. Was he photosynthesizing? You figure out how do you even... Yeah, maybe, yeah. I get that. That's, that's awesome. It's otherworldly for sure. I mean, it's... Uh, I do think superpowers exist, and no, I do not think that taking the <laughs> Pfizer injection would give you super <laughs> superpowers. Uh, no, Big Bird. Go away, Big Bird. Get the hell out of here. There's one, there's one breathing exercise I'm familiar with from theater, which is called Alexander Technique. And maybe you've heard of it, Boobs. Well, but it sounds familiar. It's not, I mean, it's not intended to be like a, a deep spiritual kundalini type thing, but 
it's supposed to be a pragmatic way to just like lay on the floor and deep breathe and for about 25, 30 minutes and pump your body with oxygen and get the lungs flowing. And when you do it, you really do like have an experience. You have a, you get a high at least. And, and it's, it is a very like intense meditative experience. Just, just from heavy breathing, just from deep, slow, good old fashioned breathing. I don't know exactly what the yeah we don't do it too we don't do it enough we don't consciously breathe enough mm-hmm. I mean I'm I'm walking around all day like shallow breathing yeah I remember you saying on my breath and just shallow breathing and especially when you're breathing. anxious you get the shallow breaths when you're anxious mm-hmm. same here I end up um, constraining myself I end up essentially well yeah oxygen depriving myself I notice that because it's constricting and. That would be the time that you need to breathe deeper. <laughs> it's like, exactly. what is happening here? Come on. That really stayed with me when I listened to you describing it as I'm going around all day, shallow breathing. And yeah, it accumulates. It's got this cumulative effect where it just makes you, it just fosters more tension, more anxiety. And I think probably a lack of, well, obviously oxygen deprivation and a lack of cognitive ability, but to all of your organs, to all of your cells. So I've found that that is, it's incredibly helpful. Never once had any American doctor mention anything about deep breathing naturally. So it's like, wow, that works really well just to alleviate stress and, you know, really gets me thinking clearer. And it and just they know it helps allevi- immensely. Yeah, and they know mm-hmm. what alleviating stress does. They know that. So, I mean, can't mm-hmm. they put two and two together and come up with something besides the pills? Well, not when they're a pharmaceutical drug dealer. It's not in their best interest. So Breakthrough stress. No. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's just like, no, that doesn't require any money. It doesn't require a device other than your mind and focus and intention. Yeah, so if you, get, if you find Alexander Technique, look that up. Anybody yeah, I will. Thank you that. for that. Yeah. That I am not familiar with. Thank you. It's, I like it. it you know, it, it really kind of adds a uh, I, – I find all of this incredibly fascinating. Uh, and it does sort of add like a, a little bit of a sinister edge to this whole idea of like um, uh, like YouTube personalities or maybe, uh, maybe you caught a mainstream talking head saying like, you know, we just went through the craziest pandemic, but you just have to remember to breathe. You just have to breathe. Remember to breathe. And then meanwhile, people are walking around with masks on that say, I can't breathe because you're colliding the two fucking psyops together, you know? Uh, It's just, it's a mind fuck, man. You hit the nail on the head with that. It's just like compounded psyops that have so thoroughly brainwashed people that they don't even question their own breathing or their own thought processes and... That's tantamount. That should come before any other diagnosis by any other professional with a degree from any institution. Question your your lifestyle, your level of hydration, your fitness. Um, are you getting enough fresh air? Are you unplugging enough from all of the electronics and the EMF radiation? Are you getting enough sunlight, nutrients, and... How do you talk to yourself, your inner dialogue? I've struggled with that most of my life. And I can tell you that it is greatly effective 
in the trajectory and your behavior day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute, both in conscious and unconscious states. 100%. And the science is all there to prove that. Yes. For anybody that needs science. Yes, yeah. science. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's there. it's there. Just thought experiments and intention um, exercises alone will show you the magnitude of the power of that. And yet we do tend to fall back into the habits which we were taught of self-medicating and, you know, self-anesthetization. I'm, I'm just as guilty, and, but it makes such a difference just going out into nature, touching trees and plants, grounding yourself, breathing deeply in the fresh air and looking towards the skies, looking towards the sun. It's, it's amazing how much more effective that is than anything they could possibly prescribe you. Nature has all the answers. Yes. Yeah. And that's why meditation is so helpful because it's just a practice, it's a practice, right? Practice to catch that inner dialogue and decide whether you want to continue with the negative thoughts or, or just come be present. You know, it's a constant practice of just becoming present, 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 and, and just, trying to not, you know, at least have a choice yeah. in the matter, whether, you, whether you're whether you going to follow that thought pattern or not, you know? Yeah, and that's something that, you know, I was not taught. Um, forgive me for not knowing this. If you have discussed this on the show, again, I have not listened to the older episodes, but um, Graham, I'm not sure what you were taught, how you were raised, you know, what to think and what to believe and how to... Uh, essentially perceive your own body and your mind. But I was definitely not taught that. Uh, Mostly dysfunction and mostly, you know, chemical dependencies and turning to, you know, comfort um, self-medication like food or alcohol. And never did they teach us, you know, especially in my religious indoctrination, never did they teach us to question thoroughly, to look inside and to just critically think to the point where you start to truly open up. You can become your own portal of knowledge and truth or whatever terms you want to use to, you know, describe what happens when you find the answers within and they're always right and they lead you on the right path and they make you feel good and your body just takes over from there. You know, you can naturally start to deep breathe just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of brought up in the probably somewhere in the middle there. Like my parents were pretty supportive, and they're always they were always saying, you know, you can be whatever you want. Like it's you know it was very open, sort of uh, open-minded, sort of free thinking. You know, bumping into a couple of my dad's books now. He's been mm-hmm. he's been gone for I don't know seventeen years or something like that. But but he was reading cool books back then, like in the sixties mm-hmm. and seventies. And I've read a, a couple of the books that he was reading now. Just interesting, sort of philosophical and sort of self helpy books. So I had all that support from the family, but the culture was very you know very much like what you're talking about. You know, just did you have esca- interest escapism in that? Kind yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Did you have interest in that, uh, those books and, you know, what he was reading at a young age or did you just observe that he was interested in them? Yeah, I think I observed it more than I was, yeah, I was more into, Mm -hmm. 
the friends and the partying and the sports and the, you know, all that yeah. fantasy, fantasy type books, more of just escapism, not so much that kind of stuff. But I went, I did go through in my early twenties, mid twenties, some interesting philosophical things. Like I had a crazy UFO sighting at, at the age of 20 that sort of Ooh. changed things. Um, meditation and looking for UFOs in the mid twenties with, <laughs> you know, like I belonged to MUFON and CCID yeah. and sort of like, so that kind of comes with that whole <clears throat> spiritual, uh, process, I think to a certain extent. So. Hmm. Is SETI still around? I haven't uh, thought about that in well, years. Well, there's, 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 uh, SETI. C-SETI, there's ESETI, there's <laughs> yes. C-SETI and then SETI. Um, oh, Okay. So the one I was in, it was the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, which is yes. Greer's Foundation. So I mm-hmm. I was going around in the mid-90s, look, like meditating and looking for UFOs, and we never saw much. And now in Calgary, I mean, I haven't done it for maybe like a year or two, and now I have sort of different vibes and feelings about what it is and, and whether we should even meddle with any kind of intentional contact of anything really like i do you know i mean it's kind of it, it oh it looks like start, we got an infestation down here you know and then uh but we have all kinds of activity in the lately like in the last five years we've had tons of activity so it's so yeah interesting interesting uh experiences for sure like almost to the point where i don't really need to experience it anymore i take that risk of Mm-hmm. you know, contacting something you're not supposed to contact. See, now I don't often hear that, that the discouragement of, you know, don't meddle in these affairs, you know, oh, and totally. usually it's people saying, no, you need to reach out. I mean, especially what Whitley Strieber says about meditating every night and reaching out to them and letting them know that we are receptive. And it's like, well, not exactly sure about the, you know, not exactly sure about the response you're going to get there. I'm not sure that's so safe. <laughs> so what you're saying, it really resonates with me because I've always felt like that was that that was a goal, and now I I wonder about that. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. we've yeah we've had lots of guests on, like Chris Knowles. He's into synchromysticism and all that, and he's mm-hmm. he's looked into this enough where he's like, you just don't mess with any of it, you know. But then we've had magicians on that are contacting angels and all kinds of shit all all the time, and they seem fine, you know. But they're but they're but they're they're initiated, they're adepts at their thing, right? I mean, even Blavatsky. And the Theosophical Society warned, like, don't even, like, even they were warning against yoga. If you're not prepared, it comes back to the preparation again. If you're not at least sort of initiated, and and I don't really know why, you know, like, why you have to, I guess that's sort of, they're talking about the formal, sort of more of a formal education and initiation. But don't even, like, they're warning against yoga, any kind of, like, you know, mediumship, spiritualism, all that kind of stuff. Like, don't do it unless you're prepared. So it's interesting how we go through all these phases, you know, and then, you know, then we lose the ether and then we get into materialism and then it starts heading, mm-hmm. it's sort of we kind of claw a lot of that stuff back and now we're, now we've got groups all over searching for UFOs and making contact and we've got, you know, people performing magical rituals and i mean the the occult is 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 like uh more popular than it's never ever been i mean it's such mm-hmm. an interesting time 
they're going head first without really weighing the consequences, some of them. And I know that I've done this myself, so I'm certainly not about to demonize them because I understand how fascinating and how exciting it can be. But there's also that level of risk. And so, you know, I appreciate that you're bringing that side into it. Like, well, maybe you should think about, is this something that you really want to do? Because can you close that once it's open? Can you close that portal of communication? And are you sure that it would be, you, you, you don't really know what's out there interdimensionally, interstellar. Um, you're not really sure what you're going to get. And it might be something that will make you completely regret ever even opening yourself up to it. Yeah, even astrally, even astrally, lucid dreaming, even, I mean, like I started asking myself, why, why do I want to learn magic? Why do I want to try practicing chaos magic or some other thing? Mm -hmm. Like what, what, what do I, why, why am I, what do I want? You know, is it just a curiosity thing? Am I trying to do it for power or do you know what, it? what, you know, what's my motivation there? I think that's probably important to, to ask. I definitely, uh, definitely encountered something that was separate from my own conscious because it was just it was all in the eyes and I, I wasn't even trying to lucid dream it just happened one night and uh stumbled across this uh it was like a like a parking garage attended or something and he stopped me and i looked at him and i was like that's not me looking back what the fuck is that <laughs> oh shit <laughs> he got all freaked out and woke myself oh, up <laughs> I've heard more than a few stories like that, actually, <laughs> from people. And I'm like, Crazy. that is, have you ever done anything, um, I, I, any of you guys, have you ever done any attempts at scrying? Because let me tell you, oh if you're God. not ready for, if you're not ready for the experience of what can happen during scrying, uh, yeah, it can rock your world on another level. I'm definitely not ready. I'm just like total, complete, abject terror from just some of what I see with just a, you know, distant light looking in the mirror. I'm like, nope, 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 no, another point in my life. Have you ever tried any of that scrying? Um, I, I, I haven't. No, not really. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Lavish, have you? No, I've never tried scrying. No. Something okay. tells me Boo has. I could just hear it in your voice. Uh, so, fuck Vegas. Uh, this is where <laughs> the last time that I did it was. Um, also fuck me for thinking that, uh, it was a good idea to try it in a television screen. Oh no, that's right. God, it's not. No. Uh, I can only say that for about half an hour, I sat across from like the embodiment of every evil piece of shit thing in me, uh, uh sitting across from me in the television screen. If you, if you ever seen that movie, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, it's pretty much yeah. the the Nega Scott at the end of it, right? That's what we was looking back, except he wasn't like you know a, a goof off good time buddy. Um, and there was a specific time actually. I <laughs> it was crazy enough that I wrote it down in one of my books. Uh, I'd have to go digging for it, um, but I can maybe post that somewhere later. But uh, yeah, at a very specific time, uh, numerolo numero numerologically speaking. I heard a disembodied laugh in the room and uh you know I'm Ooh. I'm in a hotel room and no. I mean it's Vegas so there's people in and out of their rooms every night I'm also by the elevator so I can hear the 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 dings from the elevator and I can hear people opening and slamming their doors as they uh go to exit the hallway right I didn't hear 
fuck all. I mean, there was no doors opening. There was no one getting off the elevator. Uh, I knew, I, I recognized most of the sounds. I was there for a week. So, you know, I had some time to get adjusted. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this shit sounded like it was there in the room with me. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, I, I kind of assumed that it was uh, some sort of uh, accidental angel contact, uh, just based mm-hmm. off of the numbers. I wish I could remember what they were off the top of my head. Um, now, looking back with, like, uh, what else was going on with me on that specific tour, I'm starting to wonder if it was not something of a more nefarious nature uh, because I had quite a few experiences just back to back, like waking up in bed and here's some men in black agents like laying beside me, talking to me and I can't Holy move. Shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh God. So how long did this last for you? The, the effects of, experiencing that it sounds like that was really intense and you weren't prepared for what you let in uh i mean it's it's really died down over the past year um like so this is like mm -hmm. almost like a full drop off it's gotten to the point on and off again where i like i almost feel sort of disconnected um as a whole and i think uh i think really getting balls deep into podcasting is kind of like rekindled at least maybe the mental and emotional aspects. You feel like you're regaining yourself more. Yeah. Centering. But it's still sort of out of of balance because I'm I'm missing Mm. that spiritual aspect. And, and I mean, all of these experiences like, uh, you know, um, there's the, the, the night that a good friend of mine died and like, you know, I've, I've told the story again, I apologize if you've heard it, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of felt a friend of mine pass away from halfway across the nation. Like I woke up the next day and right around uh, me having this experience the night beforehand, um, you know, he, uh, that would have been around the time that he had, uh, that he had died. And it's just like, you know, I'm tasting copper in the bed, you know, I, I'm like, I'm f- I'm feeling like I'm floating out of it and sinking into it at the same time. So like there's this weird compression and and, sh- and stretch going on. Um, uh, that would have been around the same year. Like lots of succubi things. There's been three different uh. succubis. <laughs> I don't know. What I'm glad you can laugh one. about this because I, yeah. I would be beside myself with with fear and you know, anxiety. I don't even think that I could sleep well through all of that. Did they attack you at all? Like full on succubi or, uh, you know, the first time she, uh, I was at home visiting mama Berry, and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I was dreaming and there was a black hole sun that opened up in the sky and this bitch crawled through and she wanted me to kiss her. And I was like, I don't fucking know you. Like, no, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and she got all pissed off at me. So she teleported me outside of, uh, of my parents' place. And, you know, we live on this farm or they live on a farm. Um, uh, that's, uh, that's owned by some folks in the, in the neighbor, in the area. And, uh, the patriarchy of that family had passed away a number of years ago. And as soon as I get transported outside, I just, I start to get that, like, uh, full body electrical feeling like there's just this like buzz that's associated with the paranormal uh or these spiritual psychic sort of events uh it's very electrical and uh my body lit up 
and I'm like, okay, and I turn around, and there's the patriarchy of that family standing right there, and I'm like, I know, I know that's not an actual person. (laughs) I know this guy's passed away, and, uh, you know, I wake up from that, and Mama Barry, the next day, she's like, hey, by the way, I've been meaning to ask, have you seen the ghost of this guy yet? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah. Speaking of which. um, So that time I I sort of avoided the uh, succubi's wiles. Uh, The second time, this this would be on the same tour that uh, my, my friend passed away, and then the MIB thing, and the angel thing, or the scrying specifically. Um, uh, but one time bitch locked me down to the bed. I couldn't move and she had sex with me and I was awake for it and, uh, just kind of had to lay there cause you know, there was no motion in my body, couldn't move anything. And it didn't seem like it lasted for hours or like it, mm-hmm. it felt like a midday nap, you know, uh, wow. it, without all the pleasantness of that actual nap. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the men in black guy in the end. But. Well, that one, okay, so that one got really intense because it uh, it almost felt like I was having a um, like a seizure going into it because my body had locked up, but it was, instead of just being totally immobile where you you don't have any control of those muscles to navigate your body, it's like you you've just been seized and like you know it's all of your muscles contracting at once and the really freaky part about it is i could feel my eyes they were you know closed but i could feel the actual eyeballs roll back 180 degrees to where i was looking into my skull and and that's when i woke up in bed to this guy and there's another dude in the corner like laying in bed talking to me you remember what they were saying? Yeah, uh, you're thinking or talking too much. Like, I, you know, wow. and that's like that's so incredibly like disgustingly cliched. I don't like to talk about that part specifically, but that's what I remember the conversation was. And like, you know, it, it sounds nuts. Uh, <laughs> when you were talking about that angel thing and the number, I was thinking, I wonder if it was eleven eleven, and then I looked down and like phone, it's eleven eleven. Nice. It's uh oh, when that happens. <laughs> I do. Was Booberry, was that more like did you feel what was he telling you? Was it to warn you? Was it to uh you know, inform you of something that you needed to know? Uh or do you wish not to divulge that? Mm, I definitely think it was like a step down, son. That sort of oh, thing. A w- kind of a warning then. Yeah. Like parting you in parting your shot across the bow is what they used to call it. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. That, and you didn't feel any fear, or did you? Uh, no, I was pretty freaked out about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just wanted to check in. I'm like, wow, you, yeah, you was- have... It was. Uh, it would be quite the feat not to be a little. Spooked. Yes, it's like, <laughs> gonna say that's some steely constitution, sir. Hats off to you if you weren't terrified like I would be, like pissing myself in bed. Actually, actually <laughs> I I got so spooked that I went to go find a local psychic the next day, or maybe the day after, and then got roped yeah. into a super shady con psychic thing for like a month and a half, which is a whole other story. 
Wow. <laughs> like, no, I understand that you want me to put thousands of dollars in this envelope and, and sit on it for a month and then mail it <laughs> as a donation to your church. I just, <laughs> right. I'm not really in the right. position to do that. Uh, you know, I understand that you're <laughs> saying that someone has cursed me and uh, is, is, is out attacking me. It's a very close person. Uh, I just, you know, I couldn't pull the trigger on it. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like fear mongering to get you to yeah. be a return customer. Yeah. Hell no. Hell no. I mean, I paid the initial fee and then just mm. always called. Always called. She didn't want to let it go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that was all within the chunk with the... Uh, it's within a year all of it happened because it was all on the same tour. Super weird. <laughs> wow. So, yes, I have done it's... scrying before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and to quite, yeah, to, to quite a, I would say, a result. Because the way that you're describing it sounds more like I was thinking of the term spiritual Ouija. I mean, you're. it's like you spirit boarded yourself you opened yourself in a way that was, it just let in the wrong, it just let in the wrong entities and the wrong energies or ones that wanted to take from you, ones that wanted to mess with your life force. And that's, it doesn't matter how that feels. It's still a violation. It's still not something you signed up for. Just trying to, you know, just trying to play around with the spiritual possibilities there. Something as simple as that. It doesn't seem like it would bring upon so much wrath or so much activity. But that's why that's why it's so warned against. Like, oh no, don't dabble in the occult. Yes, but you should still learn about it. <laughs> so even if you don't want to take the risk of dabbling in it, I say read up on it and you determine you determine you assess your own risk. But wow. All that from a TV screen. Or a monitor. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> One out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> Do not smash. <laughs> well, I think we're I think we're about uh, about out of time here, but we do have a oh. very short final screen mail for tonight. Uh, Ooh, that would yes. be completely remiss if we didn't hit. Can't wait for that. No max for you. Oh. <laughs> no back for you. No back for you. <laughs> how about a nice Aww. How about a nice rounded third time for that? <laughs> hit me, hit me. No back for you. <laughs> oh, no vex for you. I give you all the dings for that, sir. Much karma to you. Oh. <laughs> No that's for you. Forever. <laughs> Not one year. Forever. Oh, thank you. Nice. That was great. <laughs> that should be a regular, that one. <laughs> well, this has been fun, guys. Thanks so much. Yes. Thank Hell you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Graham, yeah. thank you. And uh, you can you can find Graham and Darren at Grimerica.ca. And uh, I do mean it. Grimerica Outlawed. It's uh, I think a uh, six dollars and some change per month. Yeah, six thirty nine. One yeah. of the sacred numbers. I uh, definitely, definitely, definitely recommend. Uh, if you're not on it, get on it. It's good work. Uh, yeah, 
It's good shit, man. You're the bomb. <laughs> we got some audio books, too. And Darren Darren just uh, wrote his own book about the Canadian residential schools. It's uh, canadianshame.ca. That's pretty good. And we've got a bunch of audio books, too, at adultbrain.ca. Some old esoteric titles, uh, some theosophical stuff, ancient te- uh, uh, <clears throat> secret teachings of all ages. There's a whole bunch there. So nice. Check yep. those out, too. That's a, I'm actually... Working my way through, I'm on chapter 15 of 43, I think was the total, of uh, getting those. <laughs> I feel kind of bad, because I told I told Darren, I was like, yeah, I could probably bust this out in like a week and a half, and then the month of October happened, which was, uh, had a ton of guests on. And oh, did, that's hilarious, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then I've been working three jobs, so it all just like <laughs> collided in the pipeline all at once, but uh, I'll be making my way through the rest of that here very soon so but again thank you so much for hanging out uh we greatly appreciate it and um yes yeah i guess we should uh it's been an honor we should get some music going here hell yeah it was a jam 22 hornets glad to know you had fun graham (laughs) yeah for sure yeah thanks thanks for joining us all right see you guys have a good one bud. take care good night good night Oh yeah, behind the scenes. Sexy. Nice. Well, that was a grand time, wouldn't y'all say? Certainly was. Certainly. A little giddy. (laughs) (laughs) I need a fat stogie to sit here and chew on after that. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, it feels so good. Man. Feels pretty. All the feels. Graham and Darren. Oh. <laughs> he just rolls right with it. But you knew he was gonna. He's so good at interviewing. Uh, who do we have next week? Isn't next week Larry? Next week is Larry? I think next week is Larry. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Hell yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Larry. Tune in to see Larry Blydner of that Larry show next week. So, He's gonna be awesome. Great hero around here. Great fellow. He's also one uh, what Planet Rage with Darren O. Yeah, yeah, every Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be great. I think I think I think we should talk to him about cults. He did a really good episode on cults this past week. It was pretty Ooh. funny. <laughs> pretty funny. Hey, I really have to listen to that. <laughs> and he can school mm. us how to take no shit. Hey, you want to join our cult? <laughs> <laughs> you can have so much Kool-Aid. <laughs> no. How about new? Give me the new. Give me the new. Fuck no. Give <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Nope. All right. Well, until next time, we'll do it again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's one thing I forgot. Uh, we do the this outros. show every Monday. <laughs> 7.30, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern, respectively. That's at badradio.live or behind the schemes, seh3m3s.com. And hopefully we'll have Love is Lit back working here soon. Fingers crossed. But until that time, I've been Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And I am almost, I think, sir, but not quite yet, lavish. And I have been Quirkus, ever so gleefully crossing those streams. 
this show is behind the shim shimmers. Schemes. Behind the schemes with threes. As Bad Radio Live and leave a stream mail. 612-263-SXXY. And they're running a porn site on our show here. Email body inspector. Ha, ha, ha. 